My room is just down here, and you can put your feet up while we talk. Hi, guys! That is right. Welcome back to the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. And this is the prologue through chapter 15 of The Dragon Reborn. Y'all, we're starting a new book. Yes, yeah. It's funny. After the last one, it was like, uh, we, like we wanted to... What was that? My apple pen. Oh, it's fine. Just the apple pen. Uh, I was like, oh, God, I cannot wait to jump into the next book. But then, I know. But then we did our week review, which, honestly, like, I, it's good that we do that because it actually, like, helps me kind of retain it all. Mm -hmm. And then jumping into this, it, like, it yeah. just, it just kicks off. <laughs> well, and what I love, in comparison to the last book, which mm -hmm. the the first part of the last book was kind of a, a bunch of world building. Because mm -hmm. the great, the, you know, the great hunt starts with them, like, having done the thing at the eye of the world, and then they're, like, trying to figure out what's next. Mm -hmm. And so they're in Faldara, and they're just kind of, like, sitting there. Um, I feel like this, the camera's wrong today, but... <laughs> uh, they're, they're sitting there in Faldara, and things mm -hmm. happen in Faldara around them, mm -hmm. but they, but but the, nothing happened. Like, it takes a few chapters to get going. Yeah. Whereas this one, like, right away, it's like, oh, the thing already happened. Yeah. We, we, we understand where we are, and we, we kind of need to get moving here, and the yeah. story takes off really quickly in a nice way. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It wastes no time, and it's it's a little bit shorter because of that, I think. <laughs> uh, for everyone wondering why, uh, Clarus, if you're listening to the podcast, sorry, uh, Clarus is wearing her Scarlet Witch cosplay because as soon as this episode ends, we are going to Comic-Con. So Yay! <laughs> Toronto Fan Expo, we will be in you very soon. Very soon. Also, y'all, huge announcement. Before we get into the book today, very excited about this. We are sponsored yes ladies and gentlemen that is right today what? we are shilling for <laughs> the one the only hello fresh if you click mm -hmm. that link in the chat uh that link will also be in the top of the description it'll be in the podcast notes you know all the places where you can click on things hello fresh reached out to us and was like hey do you eat and we were do like yes. yes 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 and so uh they wanted to reach out and offer uh if you sign up through our link uh, or and use the code POG SE3330. That's POG SE3330. Uh, you can get 16 free meals. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of food. And like surprise gifts. Mm -hmm. Like we we had our, we had three HelloFresh meals in the last week and they were all incredible. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, definitely uh, check out HelloFresh. It, it is so funny that they reached out to us because we had just ordered HelloFresh. Yeah. And, and then had, like three days later. Well, no, it like came in the mail. We, like, got our box, that and then it. the next day, HelloFresh was like, hey, do you want to uh, work with us? And we were like, did you, yes, are I you like listening? Food. I like food. <laughs> are you listening? So we've made we've made a couple of meals now with HelloFresh, and they're they're so good. They're, yeah, they're actually fantastic. We don't, we don't ever do, like, sponsorships of things that, like, we don't actually use yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, we used this once, and I was like, oh, this is nice. I'm definitely going to be doing this again. Yeah, prepackaged ingredients helps you cut down on waste. The food is mm -hmm. always super duper fresh, mm -hmm. and the ingredients are super easy to follow, and you can get through a recipe in about 30 minutes uh, on average. Uh, I'm sure there are some longer ones, some shorter ones. It's counter bounces all around. Mm -hmm. But uh, they have meals that can pertain to your dietary and life choices. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com uh, using the link that is in the chat, or uh, use um, uh, the code POG, 
P-O-G-S-E-3330 at checkout, and you get your 16 free meals and uh, some free some free extra stuff. Nailed it. But we're not here. We're not here to make you hungry in the morning. I'm so glad I ate breakfast today. Uh, <laughs> we are here to talk about The Dragon Reborn, which yes. is a book that we've read a part of. Yes, yes. So to, this week's reading was including up to chapter 15. Uh, and it's one of those things where it kind of really jumped, it, it kind of jumped on the ball, but not a ton of like events happened, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Also, Randy, thank you so much for becoming Randy, an thank you for joining the Nords. Yeah, it, it is interesting, I, you know, because usually this show is two and a half hours long. And I don't know that we have two and a half hours worth of stuff to talk about here unless we really go deep on those dreams. I mean, we're we're pretty good at like Stretching finding stuff out. to talk about. So Yes, we are. Uh so let's let's start all the way in the prologue. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to re- remember where I took notes in my iPad. Um, <laughs> Where's the file? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the, it's in the one app I ever take notes in. Mm-hmm. We're we're all the way in the prologue here and it's we we get off to an interesting start because much like um the prologue of the Great Hunt, uh, Darkness. Um, <laughs> darkness. But we don't actually start with the Dark One this time. We start with Nile, uh-huh. uh, Command- Lord Commander Nile of uh, the White Cloaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into this, I have been playing a lot of Elden Ring. I'm sure some of you have been playing a lot of Elden Ring. Uh, it's a very good game. I like it a lot. Uh, I was playing it before the stream this morning while Clarice was doing her makeup. There is a Commander Nile who is a uh, one of the bosses, one of the hardest bosses in the game, is Commander Nile. Mm. And I have to wonder, George R. R. Martin, Robert Jordan, good friends, George R. R. Martin, fan of Wheel of Time, George R. R. Martin, lore creator for Elden Ring, is Nile in Elden Ring a reference to uh, Wheel of Time? It might be. I like I for me like obviously it's never something I would pick up on but it's not a super common name so I think it's possible yeah yeah I just be, it, it is so it's so interesting to me that that George R. R Martin I just I hope it is I hope it is George R. R Martin's way of like referencing his friend because that's really cool yeah that's really cool and when I when I was like watching I haven't gotten to Nile yet he's much further along than I'm but I was watching someone else do uh, do uh, his stream and he was fighting him and I was like Wait, I just I just read the prologue. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. George R. R. Martin. I, I I hope it's a reference to your friend because that it, it made me happy. Yeah. Um. This this uh prologue starts a trend in this early part of this book mm-hmm. where we get a lot of stuff we already know. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Jordan. Jo- Robert Jordan goes through the sequel route of I'm going to. Uh, Copy paste some previous descriptions just to just to pad out the the page count on this one. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I didn't really feel like it was padded. No, no, no. I'm just, kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's one of those things where these books came out like years apart, and mm-hmm. so it's a nice reminder for people who read it as soon as it dropped and then had to wait for the next one. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some stuff that like okay, we yeah we knew that we knew that. Yeah, uh, Robert Jordan. He he likes. Yeah, he. I'm okay with a little bit of reminding, but there was a, there was a lot at the top of this book, mm-hmm. um, and some some of it I get, and you know I I always get it. Like you want to assume that your audience is coming to maybe someone's picking this book up first, and like they need to understand what's going on. 
I mean, that would be weird. I think that if it had been two years since we read the last book when it came out, if we were mm-hmm. reading them as it came out, wouldn't think anything of it because we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm glad I have that information again. Yeah. Um, like the fact that my rain only like comes up to land, uh, Rand's uh, shoulder. But um, yeah, he seems like very obsessed with her height. And I'm like, I don't really understand why this matters, but OK. Um, but I think because we're kind of binging through and we're not really taking we're taking a one week break between books. We, it's, it's just information that we just read. Yeah. And so every time I'm like, I know. No, Robert. Robert, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah, aware. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he expected a book club on YouTube uh, where... <laughs> well, I think in 1990 he would have been like, sorry, what's YouTube? Yeah, exactly. Is that a, is that a train system? The tube? Yeah, no, I've, I've written the tube. Yeah, 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 the tube. No, no, not, not quite, not quite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder what Robert Jordan would have thought like... Never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Um, okay. So Bayer. Bayer made it. We knew that uh, Bornhold, Bornhold uh, he sent Bayer to not fight in the battle. He was like, watch it. Write everything down in your memory banks. And then when you get to uh, the Lord Commander Nile, uh, take that pensive memory out and show him everything. Because we, the White Cloaks must have the knowledge of the enemy if we're going to win. Mm-hmm. And Bornhold believes this. He's like, yeah, that sounds like something Bornhold, or uh, or uh, Niall believes this. He's like, yeah, that sounds like something Bornhold would do. And yeah. I'm like, wouldn't you always, it seems like you would always have that guy. Yeah, that seems very important. That It seems like, because I've never thought about it before. But yeah. what a, what a, like, what a, what a good idea to have someone, no, 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 go stand over there with binoculars, and if, if things go wrong. Yeah, well, because otherwise, it, like, uh, so much of, the, like there's so many themes in this book that like center around like rumor and legend mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and like not knowing all the facts and so having someone who actually like knows what happened mm-hmm. seems very important yeah a thousand yeah. percent mm-hmm. uh, it's smart too uh, unfortunately he does name check Perrin so uh, Niall is adding Perrin to the list of names that the White Cloaks are after he's got a list can't imagine that's going to be important later in the book they're probably going to forget about it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Um, and uh, Bayer, uh, Bayer uh, is uh, sent to go tell uh, Bornhold's son about how he died in a mist cloud. In it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you still don't really have all the facts, so was it a useful tool? I mean, you'd think it was, but... A bunch of fog rolled in, and then gods came down... From the past and murdered everybody. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Pretty much. But it was Perrin's fault. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Wow. I hate that. <laughs> um. So Byer leaves and in comes Carradin, um, whose name is like the sword that's at the center of this book, which I find very fun. Yeah. Um, Carradin, a questioner, uh, is uh, comes in from the Almuth Plain and. Y'all, can we just talk to chat for a second? The live live viewers. Last week, y'all were like, did you guys figure out who Bors is? Did you figure it out? This is Bors. He was not in the last book. Why are you doing this to us? This is clearly who Bors is. Like, clearly. We figured that out, right? He wasn't in the last book. Why in the last episode were y'all like, did you figure out who Bors is? He wasn't in the book. He wasn't there. I'm watching you. I got my I got my eyes on you. Wait, what? Okay, so Bors is introduced at the beginning of the last book, right? 
Of pre- the previous book, yeah. Yeah, in in the, like, prologue thing. And then we don't ever see him do anything. And then here he's clearly Boris. And everyone in, like, our chat last week was like, did you figure out who Boris was? What do you mean who he was? I don't get that. What do you mean? What do you mean who he was? He was in... I don't... We... What do you mean, who he was? Everyone was asking if we figured out who Bors was. Keridin is clearly Bors, right? He's the guy on the Almuth plane doing the crap on the Almuth plane for the Dark One. Oh. So this guy must be Bors. Oh, from the... Yeah. I mean, that was... I, I figured. But yeah, we didn't meet this guy until this chapter when he walks into the... Like... Chaya's saying that he was mentioned. All right, he was mentioned in the Great Hunt. I'm still calling y'all out. Y'all, y'all, y'all are getting feisty with me, and had, I don't like it. You had me very confused. I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" I was like, "I don't, what, I don't know what." You're... Um, I, I felt like I was being very clear. No, I, and I just, I, I was, I, I didn't understand because it, because it, it wasn't in the last. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I was very confused as to what chat was wanting from us. They want they want us to they want us to be omniscient about what's going to be introduced in later books. <laughs> All right, we got it. We got Can it. Can you Don't guess you this thing that hasn't been happening yet? <laughs> um uh <laughs> Keridin comes in and is basically like, yo, everybody's at war. Kyrian, war. Ilian and the Tyr, maybe going to war. Yeah. Almuth playing Terabon Damani, war. Everyone is at war. Everything is bad. This world is falling apart because Rand fought the devil in the sky. Yeah. Rand fought the devil in the sky. Not a bad name for a book. Rand. That seems or a like song. a weird song. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like a like metal song that you play on Guitar Hero. Rand fought the devil in the sky. Yeah, yeah, Rand yeah. fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's percent. exactly where my brain went Thousand to. percent. Um, but uh, despite the fact that um, this questioner feels like he has done everything he's supposed to be doing, Niall gives him a, a good old dressing down, right? He's like, you know what? Yeah, well, he's trying to scare him, obviously. You're a little, you're a little snake in the grass. I know you're a little snake in the grass, and I don't trust snakes in the grass. And he's like, "Look, what I need you to do, and this, this is where this prologue gets the the first point where this gets really interesting. And I'm yeah. glad this was here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want you to kill Rand. I want you to keep Rand alive because I want to kill Rand at the right time so that the White Cloaks can appear to be the saviors. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about this? It's very smart. Uh... If you don't have all the information that you have. Well, actually, no, I think it's exactly what, what he wants. Like, he he does not seem to care if people get hurt um, while Rand is still alive. Because here's the thing. he You know, he thinks Rand is evil. He obviously knows that male channelers go mad. Like, that kind of thing. And so he's, yeah, I, he's just very happy, like, putting everybody at risk. Mm-hmm. So that he can uh, he can seem like the good guy, and that's the thing. He's like he's like I'm getting old. I got to make a name for myself, and this is how I'm gonna do it. And I don't give a crap who dies because of that. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, I hate people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fuck you. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing about it, right? We get to this point with the storytelling of this character where. Like, the corruption in the White Cloaks is so evident. Yeah. 
And what's so fun about it is we're going to get to Swan later. Yeah. And the corruption in Swan is the opposite of this, right? Like, she is going against the values of her organization, doing everything she can to fight the dark. Whereas rather than fighting the dark and going, uh, he's going against the values of the organization, doing everything that he can to promote his own self-interest. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but they both have these secret organizations going on within their organization to yeah. do their own thing, right? Relating to Rand. And yeah. I just find it so fascinating in comparing Niall and Sawan and what they're doing within their uh, separate organizations mm -hmm. and how they're kind of using the same tactics, but in different ways yeah. uh, and for different goals. Um uh, it's, it's we have the white tower and we have the white cloaks and they are so at odds but their leaders are so similar in a weird way yeah yeah and i i'm pretty sure that that's on purpose uh Perry Wolf, thank you so much for that super duper chat uh oh my god the dusty wheel does a wheel of time idol and ran fought the devil in the sky would be awesome i love it yeah we'll just we'll we'll, we'll just hire a band we'll, we'll... sounds good let's make it happen um and so yeah i think that uh i, I found nile to be really fun and interesting i i think in terms of like a villain who doesn't have magic and is just going to be like a political villain for Rand. Mm -hmm. I feel like Niall was set up here to be tactical and and like uh, you know, what, what what's the word I'm trying to use? He he was set up to be a, a worthy adversary politically to the ideals of the Dragon Reborn army. Yeah, in a way that I feel like the the game of houses that we saw the Deus de Mar that we saw in Kyrian didn't did set not. up for me. I mean, yeah, and they imploded, you know, they're a mess. So. Like, this is this this is the kind of, this is the level of, like, political thinking that I find interesting to read and, and find interesting in terms of a character and the way that they're built up. Yeah. And obviously all the characters who mattered in Kyrian are murdered now anyway, so that doesn't matter as much. But in terms of building up Niall, uh, Niall as a villain here, mm -hmm. this was a really well-written chapter, and I, I yes. really liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, well, like, what a strong start to a book. Mm -hmm. What a strong introduction to him and, like, and really a deep dive into how messed up the White Cloaks are mm -hmm. <laughs> on, like, the, you know, even the higher up levels. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, this was uh, this was definitely one way to kick off a book. He reminded me of Grand Moff Tarkin from Star Wars. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then, like, um, like Child Valda will probably be the, like, Orson Krennic of this organization. But, like, I got, like, real um, real Tarkin vibes off of Niall. Mm, okay. Like, if Peter Cushing was still with us and he played Niall, I'd be so in. Yeah, you have definitely more knowledge on that character than I do because I... Like, only know it from the sequels. Or not the, the original trilogy. Yeah, so. I, I mean, that's most of his stuff, right? Tar Tarkin is really just the Death Star guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're going to put the pitch this big button. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. Now, Carradine leaves. Mm -hmm. And um, Ordeeth comes through the wall. Literally through the, through the secret passage into the Lord Commander's chambers that nobody knows about. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, was this Pat and Fane? Absolutely. Of course it's Pat and Fane. Like, literally, the most obvious. Remember when I was like, oh yeah, no, Pat and Fane went with the Sanchin. Nope. How did Pat and Fane get here? Uh, or, oh, really? Ordeath? Waystones. Uh, like, oh, you mean Mordeath? Ordeath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, death, more death. 
Rima Ordieth, yeah, yeah, is, well, they literally call him Worm something, Wormwood, or, like, like, Ordieth means, I think, Wormwood, which is basically... Oh, we're fully back on the Lord tongue. of the Rings reference train. Yeah, 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 Wormwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, okay. I was reading this, I was like, the only person the who nose. has this knowledge is Padden Fane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't he, but I thought he left with the Sanchen. I figured he would have as well, but the one connection that he did have to the Sanchen was like straight up murdered. So I guess he was like, well, I don't really have like an in here. So I'm going to have to find an in somewhere else. I get. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because his, Cause he can't just show up the Emperor and be like, I was Torvok's dude. And then Torvok is dead. Yeah. 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 But it's definitely Patton Fane. Like oh, almost, yeah, yeah. yeah, a thousand percent. Like there's, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be really weird if it wasn't. Um, Gunleaver says, "How did Pat and Fane get from Fama to Nile at this in the same time frame? Byer also went from Fama to Nile. No, Pat and Fane had to get there faster because there was an established relationship between Nile and Ordith. He Is definitely he... used the waystones. Oh, he the, just used the, the way. So he had like two weeks. Okay, yeah, no, he just had like a two week head start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He definitely used the gate because right because Machin Shin is working with Pat and Fane. Yeah. Okay, that actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because if he used the ways, Bayer would have had to ridden cross-country. That would have taken weeks. Yep. Yeah, no, actually that does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. It just, like, you know, we know that he can, so. <laughs> He's got quads of steel. It was just, it, it is so funny, because it, it was noticeable that, despite the fact that in this first chunk of the book, Robert Jordan describes the appearance of every single character. He notoriously leaves out describing the physical characteristics of Ordith. Oh, I think he Ordeaf. says like a man with like a, a sallow man with a big nose or something like that. Yeah, like, but he like doesn't like get too far into it because I think yeah. that he's trying to hide it a little bit. But I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're like, I see what you're doing there. Do you think that Amadicia is going to be the next Rohan? Um, uh, Amadicia? Isn't that where the, the white cloaks live? Oh, maybe. That's their kingdom, right? The next Rohan. Or no, the next, like, the next the um, Shadar Lagoth. I don't think, yeah, I don't think the White Cloaks are salvageable. Could you imagine if we, like, watched a Shadar Lagoth-type event happen? Well, that's what I'm thinking, right? Like, is 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 this the beginning of the, like, corruption of the White Cloaks? And is Amadisia going to be, like, is there going to be, like, the big battle for Amadisia at some point in the show where they, like, Rand has to ride in and save it from the darkness of you know, Niles cor being corrupted by Ordeath. Do you think, you, so you think Rand is going to try and, like, save the White Cloaks? I think that Rand wants to save people. Like, Rand seems like a good dude, you know what I mean? I think that if they were like, oh, yeah, no, no, Patton Fane is corrupting Amadicia. Yeah. I think that Rand would show up and help, right? I mean, I think so. It's not like he, like, I mean, you know, it's not like he was ever captured by them. He's never experienced their, like, questioning firsthand which by the way i love that like i love that everybody's like yeah you know whatever we want from you the questioners will get out of you it literally <laughs> does not matter if it's the truth or not nobody cares like well, uh, and what's okay so what's funny is that when before keratin leaves uh niall does threaten to send him to the questioners i know yeah. and then so we we get the scene with ordieth ordieth it, like tells about matram cawthorn he tells him about perianabara and he tells about rand he gets all that information pumped into niall and then we cut over to keratin and then keratin walks in his room and there's a madral there yeah yeah casual fade i'm like oh wow okay that escalated quickly so as you all know we are show watchers first and we like to bring up the show because that's the perspective that we're coming into this podcast with mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <sighs> The Fade talk a lot in the books. Mm -hmm. Like, P 
people have full conversations with the fade fades a lot. Do you think that we're going to see um, the Sarlacc mouth fades from the show speak? Are they going to give them like the ability to talk and not just scream at any point? Because like... I think they're going to have to. The fades can speak. Like the fades aren't like creatures. They're, 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 they're totally sentient and they have the ability of speech. Yeah. Do you think they do a like Safira from Aragon and you, they can like hear the fades in their head? No, like... no, 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 no. You just hurt my heart. Um, no, like it's just gonna be like a weird, like screechy, like whispery kind of. Speech. It can't be. Their teeth are circular. They have. <laughs> they I don't, don't have lip. They don't have like. They don't have the functions of speech physically. Can you not speak without lips? I know. I don't know the inner workings of how a mouth and speech are. Well, because you can make noise as long as you have vocal cords. And we know that they've made noise, so they have vocal cords. It oh, just yeah, they is... can go, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. But, and here's the thing. What's so funny is going back, I, I remember when we did the first trailer reaction. The first thing uh, Clarissa and I had ever seen from Wheel of Time was our trailer reaction to the we, the show. And I was like, God, the design for the fade thing is so cool. Yeah. And now that I'm reading the book, I'm like, where did it come from? Yeah, I would I, love to know yeah. because it's it's so completely unrelated to the concept on uh, uh, from the book. Yeah. Like the fades on the show seem entirely divorced from what a fade is in the books. Yeah, but I still really like the design, and I always oh, I like find it, it. Yeah. I always find it a really interesting choice where things that don't look like they should have human speech are able to talk. You know, right? It's like, it's it's very, like, unsettling. And so I have a feeling it's going to be something along those lines. Mm -hmm. I, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I, I just want to know what the thinking was. I would I would love to, like, speak to whoever designed them and be like, why, why did you go with this? And, like, where what was the inspiration? What did, what about what you saw Shucks. in the books was what made you want to make them this way? And and I'm just curious about that, right? Like I I and that's I don't dislike the fades in the show. I think they're really cool. I think it's a striking design, and that first trailer really popped because of them. Yeah. Um. I I, I would just be curious. Um. Yeah. For show fades have lips. They just scream a lot. I mean, Landfear, that is true. Yeah, I. I agree. Although Landfear said it, so it might be a lie. That's fair. Um. Uh. James says they remind uh, them of the mouth of Sauron, which I kind of get a as well. Thousand percent. But that's yeah. what I mean. Like, if they're going to make it, like, really unnatural and when they speak... Because they're going to have to speak, right? Like, they, there they is a lot... They talk so much in the books. Yeah. Almost every time they show up. Not not every time, but, like, almost every time. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to do something with it. But, yeah, it's 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 an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to lose this scene because it's so cool. He's, yeah. like... The, the fade is literally giving him the exact opposite orders yeah. from Niall. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, this is... Like, what the hell are you going to do? I don't even want it to cut back to our heroes. I just want to follow this story. And I was like, I hope that the beginning of the book is just this. Well, and the Madral's is... like, I'm going to kill one person for every month. Yeah, that you don't kill Rand. Not... And I was like, okay. The White Cloaks are finally interesting to me. Yeah. I have not given a crap about them. I, I said last book... Every time Bornhold showed up, I didn't give it crap. Yeah. I just didn't care at yeah. all. And now I'm so glad that we have the backstory in the Bornhold stuff. And I'm like, I, I totally accept the Bornhold stuff because the White Cloaks are now utterly fascinating to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are filled out with 
there, there's complexity in what's going on within them. Their internal structure makes a little bit more sense. Uh, there's a conflict in the leader of the army versus the dark one in this, like they, in one prologue where we are introduced to a bunch of characters and a bunch of new places in this one prologue, the white cloaks went from utterly unimportant to me to maybe the most fascinating thing we read this week. Yeah. This prologue is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think this is, the, I think this was my favorite opening to a book so far. Of the three? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me as well. Of the f- three, yeah. So you know, I can't do math. Uh, we're on to four. No, we're not. <laughs> not yet. We will be. Not yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is my favorite opening for sure. Yeah, I loved it. Um, so, uh, anything else from the prologue we need to talk about before we move on? No, nah, basically the fate is like, uh, one The Madrol like breaks die. his arm. Oh, Yeah. Just, like, yeah, just does not give a crap. Yeah. Um, so, off we go. Y'all, it's 30 minutes into the podcast. Remember I said maybe this won't be two and a half hours? Yeah, I do remember that. I, uh, was, I was present. I love talking about these books, you guys. I love reading these books. They're very good. Uh, <laughs> chapter one. I call this chapter Perrin Waits. Uh, this is, chapter one is... Uh, Perrin is going to stand on a hill and think about things that happened in the past books so that we can catch the audience up in case it's been a while since they read them. Thank you, Perrin. We appreciate you. Doing the Lord's work. Uh, they're in the Mountains of Mist. Mm-hmm. That's not a Lord of the Rings reference. <laughs> um, they're, uh, and Perrin is, is really actively trying to push the wolf away. Like a lot of the dialogue for the next nine chapters of the book is Perrin going, I'm shutting them out. He's like, no. No, I just imagine you're not my dad, like the like little kid from the Batman. Is that what it's from? I don't even know. I mean, it's from a lot of things, but there's definitely uh, a, a Batman no, like a, does go to uh, Alfred in that movie and go, "You're not my dad." No, no, no. I mean, like there's like a literal like meme of this kid, like "You're not my dad," and that's how he says it or something. But like, mm. it, like I that's what I picture Perrin. Just being like with the wolves, he's like, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> Albino says, uh, Perrin is doing the last week on the Wheel of Time. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, we get another one of these chapters later when we go to a new location. I love um, it. I love <laughs> that. Because we need us. a Gwen's version of last week on the Wheel of Time. Exactly. You got to have a full picture. Uh, they're waiting for women because Moiraine. <laughs> so, so I guess Moiraine is like sending out messages to women to come tell her things. And She's so, got a network of spies. Moraine just has a bunch of women dangerously riding solo through the mountains. Yeah. She is basically um, Varys from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, these are her little spiders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a tinker comes, and Perrin's like, that, is that a tinker? And I was like, yeah. 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 I oh, I see bright colors. The Tuatha'an. Tuatha'an. Um, and uh, I wrote, <laughs> she and Perrin bicker about violence. Yes. So we meet Leia. Layla. Not Leia. 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 Is it Leia? Yeah. All right. So Princess Leia arrives. Yeah. Uh, to tell Moraine that uh, Rand is her only hope. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, God. So Leia is, uh, is, is, we finally kind of understand where the wife from the show comes from. It feels yeah. very rooted in this character. Yeah. How do you feel about that now that we've, We've kind of met her. It's, I don't. I don't understand how they took this and made it. Parent murders his wife by accident. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Um, but I did find this interesting in the book. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, in relation to the show, I'm like, uh, um, Berserker says now General Leia, true, but she'll always be royalty to me. Um, <laughs> your favorite Disney princess? My my, I, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, oh. well, actually, I don't know that. You have another favorite Disney princess? Let's move on. Uh, Perrin, um... Wait, I need to know who it is! I'll tell you later. Uh, so, uh, Leia is, um... Is it Han? Is it Han Solo? Yeah, it's Han Solo. Okay. No, it's Luke Skywalker. He's a bit of a princess in that first movie. <laughs> um, I was going to Tashi Station to buy some power converters. Uh, so, Leia begins these, this trend in these opening chapters of characters looking at Perrin and going, Hey, you don't like your axe. I'm like, how do all of these people keep rolling nat 20s on their insight? Like, you, what, how, I don't even know how I would look at someone and be like, yeah, you don't like your ass. And it happens like, it happens like four times in these chapters. I'm Maybe like, everyone projecting. is so perceptive. Maybe she's projecting, you know, she's too off No, because she, he doesn't, right? And what's so funny is that everybody's right. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's just so funny to me that... It, it, I, I was like, the first time it happened, I was like, oh, wow, she's very perceptive. And then, like, the third time it happened, I was like, is he, like, does he have it written on his forehead? Like, is he wearing a shirt that says, like ask it. me about my axe? Like, <laughs> ask me about my but axe. It says, but it says, ax me about my axe. Oh, my God. <laughs> New shirt. Coming soon to the, the merch store. I'm writing that down. <laughs> um... Ask me about my ex. Um, <laughs> um, Steak, thank you so much for that super chat. Steak, thanks um, so much. Is Ariel your favorite Disney princess? Uh, Ariel is not a Disney princess um, because... Because I'm right here. Of a website she's on. Um, That's true. <laughs> Disney, yeah. We, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I really, I really, uh, I wanted to bring up, uh, Leia in this conversation brings up a really great line and I wanted to bring it up. Mm -hmm. uh, she says, it is possible to, oppo to oppose evil without doing violence. Do you believe that? Uh, in some circumstances, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I like, I, I, I absolutely think that. Uh, in a medieval world where everyone's murdering each other with swords and magic? Maybe not. I, I think even now. I, I don't think it has to be medieval. I think that they're... And this is my this is my opinion on the Tuathaon, right? And why I, like, don't really... I can't relate to them. Mm -hmm. Is that there is a point where evil crosses a line and justified violence in return is absolutely appropriate, right? Especially in, like, the protection of others. Yeah, and so, you know, I, I think that... You know, there's the quote, like, the only thing necessary for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. And sometimes peace is that nothing. Sometimes um, a lack of violence is that nothing. And mm -hmm. I think that if Perrin didn't pick up his axe in the in the attack that we're about to talk about, and the wolves didn't attack, and they just let the Madral and the Trollocs come in and murder them all in their sleep. Oh, the series is over. You know, like, and, and, and the world ends, right? Yeah. And I think that the there is an understandable reaction to meeting violence with violence mm -hmm. um, that is appropriate. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you can't just let people who are willing to be violent do whatever they want because you want. And, and you know, I, I, I just fundamentally disagree with the Tinker's beliefs, right? Um, but. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's tough because it's one of those things where there's absolutely a lot that you can do. To oppose violence without being violent mm -hmm. you know like they're they're up until a certain point 
Oh, and I think that that's yeah. what's tough is that is that just believing something blindly and wholeheartedly to the ends of the earth doesn't actually help anybody. Yeah. Um, Ashan Daru brings up an interesting point. Their ability to follow the way of the leaf is dependent upon protection derived from the violence of others. A thousand percent, right? Yeah. Like, you... You... You are only able to be pacifist because you are they are, for the most part, living in countries where there are guards, where there are other people who are stopping people from being bad, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It becomes difficult uh, if you are in a place where that is not the case mm-hmm. to just say, do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and, and I just, yeah, it's tough. Um, we yeah. talked uh, at the uh, two episodes ago, we really had a discussion about the whether or not Rand had made his decision. Is he the Dragon Reborn? And this chapter ends with "Welcome to the camp of the Dragon Reborn." Yeah. Did yeah. you get Did you get crazy uh, Percy Jackson vibes like I did? Like Camp Half Blood. Yeah, he's uh, that line. He was like, "Welcome to the camp of the Dragon Reborn," and I was like, "Camp Half Blood." Can I just say? There is no place on earth I wanted to be more when I was a kid than Camp Half-Blood, even more than Hogwarts, because Hogwarts was school, and I hated school. I did. I did. I hated, yeah, yeah, I loved yeah. Harry Potter. I hated school. Mm-hmm. But Camp Half-Blood, where, like, a centaur taught me how to do, like, parkour and sword fighting, and... I mean, you're still learning. Yeah, but it's, like, in the woods. It's, like, summer camp all the time. Do you know how much I loved summer camp? All right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'll take class if it's, like, outside under an oak tree with a centaur musing about the powers of the gods. Like, that sounds dope. I wanted to go to Camp Half-Blood so bad. So I flashbacked so hard. And I got to the end of this chapter. And I just kind of, like, closed the book for a minute and just, like, remembered the Percy Jackson series. It was nice. Yeah, except this is not uh, Camp Half-Blood. It's actually a very dangerous place to be. Oh, yeah, no, the next chapter uh, ruined that dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. That dream was shattered. Um, I also just love, like... I love how, is it Mazima, I think his <clears throat> name is, is just, like, so, like, ready to, like, fall on his sword for Rand. Oh, like, Mazima is, like... He's, 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 he's got the hots for Rand. Like, Mazima reminds me of uh, any conversation I've ever had with someone who loves BTS. Do you know what I mean? I don't really know many people who, who listen to BTS, but I'm going to trust you on that. Masima stands Rand almost as hard as BTS stands stand those boys. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, almost. Gotcha. Not quite. Gotcha. gotcha, don't, gotcha. D- d- don't, don't get me wrong. The BTS army scares me way more than anybody in the Wheel of Time. I would I would fight. I would bare hand fight two Murdrals before I would go toe to toe with anyone from the BTS army. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But. Um, Same. Yeah, they're frightening. Uh-huh. Do not cross them. Your career in social media will be over. Um, <laughs> they're, they're terrifying. They're scurry, okay? Um, yeah, Masima, Masima's on it. Masima's, Masima has drunk the Rand juice. Yes, yeah. Drinking the Kool-Aid, um, along with most of the people in the camp, honestly. Um, There's actually an interesting point in the chat here that scrolled up a little bit, but I want to bring it up. Um, uh, David McGarry says, Centaurs have six limbs. He said legs, but they have six limbs. So technically, does that make them insects? Yes. No. Within within like within the way that we classify things, it actually does. <laughs> here's okay, but here's here's the reason. Classifications are stupid, and we do our best. 
But yes, technically having six limbs makes it an insect. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah, um, yeah. Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. Um, <laughs> do you think that we'll see centaurs in this at some point? Mm, no. I no would have said no before them. the Sanchin stuff, but the Sanchin introduced a bunch of weird stuff into the world, so. Yeah, but they're kind of like creative and like made up. I don't think centaurs exist in this one. Um, so we're on chapter two. Uh, Perrin, Loyal, and Min refresh the reader on the world. Thank you. Thank you for that. They sit at a campfire and remind us of things. We get a good description of Min again. We get yep. another description of the steading. Yep. God, I love Min. Um, and Min, uh, Min watches Leia, uh, Leia, they get to the camp and Leia's like, I have to go see Moiraine right now. Mm -hmm. And it seems like no matter how hungry these women are when they show up, no matter how hurt, no matter, no matter what is wrong with them. It's always like vital information. Do you think that Moiraine has put a spell on them or something? Do you think that it is an unnatural need to talk to her? Or do you think that it is just... I don't know. When I was first reading this chapter, I would have said No. But then getting later into the books mm -hmm. where Loyal and Perrin just do everything for Maureen, even though Perrin's like, no, and tries no. to like fight it. It does seem like weirdly connected in a way. I don't know. It kind of makes me uncomfortable. The the aura of influence around Maureen, if it is unnatural, feels icky. Yeah. And I'm like, just let them eat. But the information can't be so important that they can't like put shoes on. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, like, I don't know if it's on purpose, because maybe Moraine just has that effect on people. Yeah. But it does kind of, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it felt weird to me as well. Yeah. And it feels weird to Perrin, right? And I think that it feels weird to us partially because the, the point of view character through which we're watching this is a little bit uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And so it, uh, it clouds our perspective on what is happening because it is also our character's perspective. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but before she can get into the hut, Min reads her and is like, yo, she's going to die. Yep. That girl? She dead. She dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then we find out, oh, she just scraped her eye when, what, what, is that when Rand goes a little, Rand, Rand gets a little feisty. Yeah, so Rand, so we, we, we find out that Rand has been arguing with Moraine night and day. Yeah. Unsurprising. Rand. I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> Rand is losing it and wants to help people before he fully loses it. I'd be in the same boat too. I'd be like, Moraine, why are we, what are we doing? I know. What are we doing? Like, I have, I have a limited amount of time to be a good dragon and then I'm going to be a bad dragon, bad dragon, baddragon.com. Um, and I, I need to be proactive with the time that I have before I completely lose my mind. Yeah. What, why, what are we doing? Why are we spending weeks here? When he's like, he is, he is losing more and more of himself. Like he is 100%, yeah. losing control and we don't get anything from his perspective, but he is a very different person in this book than he was last book. A hundred percent. Just before we move on from that, uh, mm -hmm. if you are under the age of 18, um, I don't know why you're watching our show. This is a show for adults, but uh, if you are under the age of 18, uh, don't go to baddragon.com. <laughs> that's a joke from our, that's a joke from our Twitch chat. Don't do it. I'm trusting you not to. You're going to do it anyway, aren't you? Because that's what I would have done when I was your age. You, um, would, you would be that person. Uh-huh. Everyone is that person. Come on. You're all curious. When you're like 16, you're curious about the internet. You're like typing random you're stuff You're like, in. where am I not supposed to go? Yeah, I yeah, used yeah. to type in random websites just to see if they existed. You had too much time on your hands. Yeah. I didn't go to school. Um, Rand... Uh, so Rand, we see Rand leave Moraine's tent, and he uh, takes off to his fortress of solitude. Um, 
because fortress of solitude yeah cool because he has like this like path through the rocks to his own like little spot yeah um, where he can be sad and perrin perrin wants perrin joins him and is like yo dude you gotta, ch- you gotta chill out man yeah like yeah and perrin's like kind of the only one that can talk to him i have to say though i'm like so frustrated mm-hmm. in these books with the like like, oh my god. There's there's definitely some, like, gender stereotypes that are, like, pretty strong. In these books? No. <laughs> and, like, one of them being is that men refuse to talk about their feelings, even if they're sharing similar experiences. Rand, Perrin, like, literally, like, like, very similar things are happening to each of them. Look, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, that's not what bros do. You go and you blow up a mountain together... And, and, and you, you don't talk about it. You just blow up a mountain. In the real world, we use dynamite. I hate it. In the books, they channel. I hate <clears> it. <throat> it pisses me off so much. I'm like, just speak to one another. Anyways. Let's be honest, though. I've never had a feeling. <laughs> You've never seen me have a feeling. Never. I don't cry. Yeah. On video. Never. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, you know, parent parent is trying to talk some sense into Rand, and Rand is like, it's happening it's happening yeah literally (laughs) i can't stop it and he just shakes the mountain yeah yeah he's like oh i channeled and i had to do something so you know what though it's interesting that because we're not seeing it from rand's perspective we didn't get like three chat up three paragraphs about the void first right right trying to touch the void and then getting to the void and then like trying to leave the void and like where is the the power and how this how the taint feels and the like sickliness of it yeah yeah we didn't yeah. miss that page, we, we did so. he did talk about the taint which is interesting he did yes um but yeah rand rand goes rand blows up a little bit here literally literally uh, and shakes him out and i thought it was like he shook like near him and perrin but then when Perrin goes back to town, they're like, oh, is everyone okay? Uh, Leia fell and, like, cut her head open. Uh, some of the huts have collapsed. Just casual. I'm like, oh, if the dragon did it, it must be for a reason. Everything's fine. Monkey, like, thank you for signing back up for the Nargs. Appreciate Monkey, that. Monkey, thank you for becoming a Narg. Um, so, yeah, Rand, Rand goes to bed because... He doesn't want to deal with people. He's also built his hut way away from everyone because he's like, they look at me because I'm the dragon and I have voices in my head. Um, and we get the we get the first chapter where this book, up until now, this book has been fun and like we're back in the world. It's good to be reading Wheel of Time. The guys, things go crazy. Yeah. Everything is about to go off the rails. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a campfire chat, Moiraine warns everyone to like be ready. Yes. Yeah. Rand channeled hard. They probably know where we are. Things might get bad tonight. Yeah. And people are like, all right, we're on it. It's weird that her wards never go off. Like, Well, no, but she can only have, like, she can only have so many wards up. Yeah. So she has different, She th- that's not what she's warding against right now for some reason. And I think that what she's actually warding against is Rand. She, I think that it's implied that she can't have all these wards up because they can't cancel each other out, right? And so I think that she is actually warded against Rand hurting people. Um, oh no, I mean like I I mean like in the in the chapters ahead, like the Trollocs just arrive. No, no, I that's literally what I mean though. I think that like she doesn't have anti Trolloc wards up because she has she she has other wards up to protect them from what's going on in the camp, or she has wards up that are drawing these women to her. 
So I, I, because she says like, if she can't have all the words up, it will cancel each other out. Like they won't all work. And so I, I'm pretty sure that like, she has other things going on around the camp that stop her from putting up anti-trollic words. Yeah, I just, I, I just figured she would know if like something came near, but uh, yeah. Well, you would think Lan would, right? Because Lan is supposed to be able to detect the dark people and Trollocs and stuff. And so I, I don't like, because in the first book, Lan was able to like feel Trollocs, right? And, and fades. It doesn't seem like he can anymore. Well, he is the first one out when Perrin leaves his... You know what? We're not quite there yet. Perrin has a dream first, so... Yeah, we'll... we're not quite there yet. Uh, Perrin's dreams. So Perrin has a, a couple of dreams. First, um, who is the who's the first guy in the first dream? I thought it was Balsamon. Really? I think it's Ishamayo. I think that this was our first look, because I think Balsamon's dead. I, I believe that Baalzaman is dead and that we're moving on to Shamayel. So I because he didn't have the fire eyes, so I think that this is like a new Forsaken. I was I was kind of on the train of thought that like Balzaman and Ishamayel were the same. No, because isn't it like dark isn't it like dark one, right? Top, and then Ishamayel, and then Lanfear and Baalzaman are like the number three spot, but they're like dueling it out for number three. And then the other Forsaken are below them, right? I don't Because I think Ishamayil... I do not think Ishamayil and Baalzaman are the same person. There was, like, something in the last book that made me think that maybe they were the same person, but... Um... I don't... I don't know. I thought... I thought it was just... I thought it was Baalzaman slash Ishamayil, like, trying a different tactic. Because we talked several times about how, like... He tries the same tactic with Rand a bunch of times and it doesn't work. And so I thought maybe he was like learning. But I, but here's the thing. Balsman never tried a different tactic. And this is a different tactic, right? With Perrin. So he's he's literally like puts on the axe. Go be a blacksmith. What are you doing? Come on, man. You're, you don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. I can see you don't want to fight. You want to you wanna build stuff. You want to help people. You want to be, you go be a blacksmith. Yeah. Come on. What are you doing? What, 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 what's with the axe? That's not a Balsman tactic. We've never seen him do that. And and this guy doesn't look like Baalzaman and he doesn't behave like Baalzaman ever has. So I just, I don't, you know what I mean? Like if he doesn't walk like a duck and it doesn't talk like a duck and it doesn't look like a duck. Hey! Uh, Jelva, thank you so much for uh, becoming a narg. Oh, some spoilers just dropped. Thank you for everyone getting those spoilers out of the chat. Thank uh, you. And Bell, thank you so much. Welcome for to the joining nerd the table. Um... um yeah, I don't know. I I felt like they were the same person when I was reading this and that he was trying a new tactic finally after two books of doing the same thing. I But we literally saw, like, here's my problem with that. If Baalzmat isn't dead, then what was the point of the battle in the sky? What was the point of the sheathing the sword? You know what I mean? Like, why did we do all of that? If if it if it means if if there's no value in Rand winning ever because it doesn't affect anything and every single time we see them fight nothing happens they just keep doing the same fight over and over again mm-hmm. I I I find that to be kind of boring yeah like if Balsman just keeps showing up and Rand keeps almost dying to kill him and we just kind of go in a circle with this one character over and over and over again versus, intri- okay, Balsman's dead. Rand did that. Now there's a harder villain ahead of him and that same tactic isn't going to work again. I think that's just a more compelling story to me. To me, it feels like Rand is not actually powerful enough yet to like deal a death blow to any of the like 
But he killed Agintor in the first book. I mean, yeah, but they were like weak sauce. You know what I mean? We don't know what the power differences are between you're. You are completely. They weren't Balsamon. Assuming so they weren't Balsamon. I I don't know. To me, it just seems like Rand is able to at least like do some damage to them, but does not have the power to like fully like kill Balsamon. So I don't know. If, but if that doesn't kill Balsamon, what does? Like, you literally, like, sheath the sword. The sword. That's not a sword. Kalandor? Or no, not Kalandor. Um, yeah, Kalandor. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the fact that the, the guy in the opening chapter's name is, um, what is it? It's... It's like Karen... Karadin? Karadin. It, it, Karadin yeah. and Kalandor was... They're too close for my brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just... I like the idea that there's 13 Forsaken. We've killed a few of them. But, like, we can meet new villains. We don't just... This cycle of dreams about Balsamon over and over and over again, it's just the same thing. And this one felt very different. Obviously, like his tactic of like trying to talk Perrin out of violence. Um, mm -hmm. Not not try, being like, I'm going to own you. I am the maker of controller of the dead. You know, he didn't use Balsamon's tactics. Mm -hmm. And so, and he doesn't look like him. He doesn't have the physical characteristics. So I'd be, I, I don't know. I'd be surprised if they were the same thing. All right. Um... So, I don't know. When I was reading it, that's 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 where my brain was. Why why did you go to Balsamon though? Like, what about it was like, oh, this is like that character? Because we know that he's the one who like, because he's able to like control like dreams in this like dream world. So you're assuming that he's the but Lanfear does it in the next scene. So she obviously, doesn't control it. No. Well, but she does as much as Balsamon, or as as she has, does as much as the first guy does. She just talks to Perrin in his well, dreams. Well, no, but then like Lantern later is like, you're not supposed to be here. You know what I mean? Like no, no, no that, but that's that. Okay, okay, okay. But this is important. This time is Rand's dream. This is so. So right now we're in Rand's dream that Rand is projecting onto the camp. Right. The second time, the second set of dreams we're going to talk about. Perrin is dreamwalking because he's a wolf brother and he's getting into places in the dream world that he's not supposed to be because he has wolf powers. But this first time is specifically not Perrin's dream. This is Rand. Rand is projecting his dreams onto the camp. It's why the camp is all having the same dreams. And so Perrin is in the dream world that, that Rand has been pulled into. And so they're ready for him. Whereas the next time the wolf in him allows him to walk dreams and he gets into a dream world that Lanfear is not ready for him to be in, right? And so the distinction between those two things is really important here, I think. And I think later on it's going to be really important because they set up that this whole opening section of this book with Perrin is to set up that Perrin is coming, is more scared of being a wolf brother than ever before, obviously, with the later guy who's, like, yeah, completely yeah, lost yeah. it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. being a wolf brother means that Perrin can dreamwalk. And I think that that, I think that Perrin is going to be fighting the Forsaken in the dream world like crazy, right? Because he can get at them in a place where usually they can get at Rand. Okay. You seem, what's going on? I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know. That, like, I... I get the, like, later dream stuff that he, like, invaded in, but I just, I, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like the, the person from the first dream, it just seemed like Balsamon to me. Especially right. No, that's like, fine. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm just... Yeah. I mean, I am disagreeing with you. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that... Who do you think it is? I think it's a Shamayo. 
I think that we. I think oh, that that was our introduction think, to our new villain. Because you don't think that they're the same person. I don't think they're the same person. No. <sighs> okay. All right. I feel like I'm gonna have to go back and I find what it was in book two that made me be like, oh, they're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't like remember what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm just like remembering that like I put those pieces together for some reason, and now I'm like, well. Now and now I don't know. Um. So chat uh, keeps bringing up that uh, y'all got screwed by daylight savings time. I'm so sorry. Yes, we are an hour into the show. Uh, if you are in Europe, uh, but good news, the United States Senate just uh, voted to um, get rid of daylight savings time. So it might happen soon. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, we hate daylight savings time as much it. as you do. We so I apologize. Next time. Because we will, this is going to happen at least two more times before we get to the end of Wheel of Time. We will, we will remind people in advance. Uh, sorry about that, y'all. Yeah. Um, so then, that. so Perrin leaves their dream with uh, either Ishamayil or Baalzaman, depending on who's right, or both of us are right, and I'm just wrong about them not being the same character. Uh, and he walks into Lanfear's dream, and so. Literally, like last book, you were like, "Yeah, I think Lanfear's going to like switch over to Perrin." Well, no, I had talked about how I think that in order to condense the books. That we're going to see Lanfear, a lot of the Celine stuff is going to happen to Perrin and not Rand. Yeah. Because I think that Rand isn't going to go on the same journey that he went on. And so because of that, I think that there, there were a lot of people in our chat being like, that would be, that would, no, that would never work. Perrin and Celine won't interact. But then we literally see Lanfear and Perrin interact now. And she's like trying to be seducive. And Perrin's like, oh my God, this lady is so hot. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> breasts um yeah and so i was like this this is how they could do the celine stuff from Mm -hmm. the books in the show but move it over to perrin and they literally show us like (laughs) almost immediately in this book oh yeah 100 percent um and then he gets out of this that not what happens she just is like hot and perrin's like oh my god hot lady um yeah and then perrin is suddenly on a bunch of bridges and he can see these three men speaking on the bridge and I think that this is the ways. You think it's the ways? Yeah, because the, br- the I think that it, I think he is uh, I think he has seen the ways as it used to be. Interesting. Because I don't think there's I don't okay, so here's my thought, okay? So there it's a bunch of bridges. We know that the ways is a bunch of bridges between islands? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that this third part of this dream is what the ways looked like without Machin Chin there. Yeah. So maybe so so maybe the way that the ways work are by utilizing this like dream world. Like maybe they are like actually connected. No, no, I'm saying the ways exist, right? Yeah. I'm saying that the in the dream world version of the ways, Machin Shin doesn't exist, so that darkness isn't there. Because Machin Shin is only in the real world version. So I think that Perrin has seen these bridges mm-hmm. and he's seen what the ways look like without the darkness of Machin Shin over the ways. Right. And so that's why he's, because they, they said this like series of bridges and I was like, oh, that sounds like the way the ways were described, but without the, because they literally said like, you can't see more than like a foot in front of you. Right. And so without the darkness in the ways, I think that this is what it would look like. You would just look around and you would just see bridges to different islands. Yeah, okay. I didn't think about that. I thought it was just some, like, weird, like, dream world. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is where the the Forsaken are trapped. I just don't think they would be in, like, a random place with just a bunch of bridges. Like, it feels like everything... So far, all of the dream worlds have been rooted in real-worldy places. Yeah. Um. And so, 
the the only t- other time we've really talked about series of bridges in these books is the ways. Mm-hmm. And so I, that is just... And honestly, this might be a location that never comes up again. It might not be important. It was just interesting to me that we had these interconnecting bridges. Well, no, because it's very, like, reminiscent of. And, like, mm-hmm. I didn't catch on to it. But as soon as you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that... that Like, I wonder if there will be some kind of connection there. Or, yeah, if it's just kind of, like, coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, who do you think the three Forsaken are? I don't know the, but most of their names. I yeah, me neither. So I'm like I don't I don't know. One of them is a Shamael or Balzaman or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the white lace black coat. Mm-hmm. And then there's like some there's the this other two that were like fighting. And then Lanfear's also there. Yeah, it was very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um uh listen to our mods. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Listen but to the mods. Listen to the mods. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Perrin is suddenly in the, this big hall mm-hmm. and who's there? No one, but there is a sword. There is a shining sword that isn't a sword. Yeah. And we see for the first time, uh, unless you, uh, have the old cover of the book in which t- case you saw it on the cover of the book. Yeah. Kalandor, mm-hmm. the sword uh, I, I'm assuming that this is the Excalibur of these books. Yeah, I definitely thought the sword that's not a sword was going to be more metaphorical than literally, like, a sword that's, like, kind of glass. <laughs> um, so that's fine, I guess. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's Excalibur. It's it's the, like, um, it's the item that needs to, to be gotten to win the thing. Like, that's... No, it's the item that needs to be gotten to be the final proof that... I don't think he fights with it. I think that he touches it and then that is the proof that he's a dragon. Oh, I thought there was something about using the sword that's not a sword to, like, defeat the Dark One or something in one of the oh, prophecies. Oh, that might be something. That might be part there's, of it, too. Yeah, guys, yeah. there's so many prophecies. There's so I, many like, prophecies. It's to... crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. So, Kalandor. So, but no, but specifically the moment, the reason I'm talking about the Excalibur thing is that the it, it is the evidence of him actually being the dragon reborn. That yes. when he wields the sword that isn't a sword... Yes. That's proof. And Maureen is like, not going to happen. Those people do not like channelers. It's mm-hmm. illegal. It's bad. Yeah. He's going to, he's screwed. And so when he can, when he can pull the sword out of whatever, mm-hmm. he will announce himself as a dragon reborn, much like if Excalibur is pulled from the stone. It's King the, Arthur. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then the wolves show up and they're like, yo, dude, the, the Madrawler here. <laughs> <laughs> and well, he's like, whoa, this is a weird dream. Because the wolf shows up and is like, danger, 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 danger. Murder. <laughs> um, and the wolves are like, but I, but I, I love that Perrin's like, God, wow, this dream's so crazy. Suddenly there's wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the wolves are like, no, dude, shut. No, 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 dude, no, 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 no. Dude, Ignore dude. that. Ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Not things. right now. Wake the fuck up. So he does. So he wakes up and he's like, yo, we gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 then we get like Chapter five. one of the coolest battle scenes, honestly, I think I've ever read. Mm-hmm, I great. had see. chills, like reading this part. I was like, "There's mm-hmm. when we were in the car together," and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's <laughs> like this is so cool. Yeah. Like, I, mm-hmm. it, oh my god. Yeah. Yes. This whole parent wolf brother thing is. I love that we're like finally really getting into it. Yeah. I know we had Elias and we were able to to get into it a little bit earlier, other than like the show where it's like. But this is the first time it's POV, right? Yeah. Like we've 
the Elias stuff was fun, but we didn't get inside of Elias's head. And mm -hmm. so the more we dive into it in Perrin's head, mm -hmm. uh, the more interesting it is. Also, the fact that yeah. wolves are dreamwalkers is so cool to me. Like, I just as a concept, I love that so much. Yeah, I love that. And I love that, like, I love that... I love that Perrin is like, I'm young bull, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, Perrin, go. Like, oh, it was so good. Um, the mess the miss the missinger, uh, Neverborn is the best alternate Merdral name. Neverborn. Yeah. Neverborn. I I do wonder though, like, are, what what makes them Neverborn? I mean, I guess they, are they like, made? They must be like created. But somehow. isn't that kind of being born? I don't know. I think that's. Yes, but no, like, because here's the thing. If it's from the wolves' perspective, right? Yeah, These yeah. things just spring up. They're not born as, like, pups and, like, grow up. So to Just, them, like, pop out of the ground. Yeah, exactly. Like the Urukai. I love it. Um, So Parent, Parent just starts fighting. Parent, Parent picks up his axe. Yeah. Despite the reticence regarding his weapon earlier on, he is ready to go. And he is uh, immediately beset upon by a fade. Or, no, a, a, a trollic. Uh, he sees a trollic going for Leia. Yeah. And so he, like, takes that thing out. He, yeah. he, oh, man. Not hack and slash. Not today. Hack and, not today. But then a Merdral jumps off of a roof, which gives, gave me, like, real Batman vibes where sometimes when I'm watching Batman stuff, I'm like, why did you climb up there? Yay. Like, what was the purpose of <laughs> to spending see. the time to get up there? And I was like, why did the Merdral get on the roof? Was, was he like, it'll be so, oh, my God, guys. When they're making a television oh, show about this, no, 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 no. This is what he was thinking. He was going, when they make a television show about this, there is going to be a trailer for season three where I jump off of a roof and I'm going to look so cool. It will be the last thing I do. That's exactly what the Mandral was thinking. Um, 88 Crux, thank you so much for the super duper chat. <laughs> I love that you added an R in there. I love your theories and discussion oh. of my favorite book series. I can't wait until you get to my favorite scenes in the series. They're coming up in this book. Uh, 88, we are super excited as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Super excited. This book's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, where are we at? So, yeah, so Merdral jumps down and, uh, Leia, uh, no, it's Layla. It's not Leia, it's Layla. I wrote Layla multiple times in my notes. I think you're wrong. I'm pretty sure it's L-E-Y-A. Did -E I add an L? Uh, yeah, it's L -E -Y -A. Leia, damn it. I, yeah. I literally wrote Layla. Is Layla his wife in the show? I think so. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. I wrote it wrong every time. Well done. Um, <laughs> and I took the notes as I was reading, too. That makes it more concerning. Oh, wait. Uh, no. I'm dyslexic. You don't say. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what was going on in my brain? And then I'm like, oh, that's right. I have a reading condition. Words are hard. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah. So uh, the Madral, uh Perrin is like ready to fight this Madral, and then Layla. Le God, I'm never gonna be able to get this right now. Um, my brain's fried. Um, Leia is like. Um, so uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I. I think I'm just gonna like grab the Madral by the leg, and I was like, girl. What, what was that going to do? What were you going to accomplish? You're not going to be violent, but you're just going to, like, throw your body at him? Like... <sighs> or maybe, maybe the Merdral was Taviran, and much like we find out later, people just, like, get really horny when the Taviran show up, and she just needed a hug. She wanted... She just wanted to touch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Merdral yeah, yeah. is Taviran. She, she was actually planning on marrying him. I don't know right. if you know this. Uh, Leia... Okay. was going to marry that face. Yeah, I uh, missed that one. I shouldn't make jokes, because she immediately dies. Yeah. 
She's just like not like just a flick of the wrist and she's dead. I was like, oh wow, that sucks. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, it, it feels like it feels like this is where they got him his like dead wife from in the show. And it does feel like this is the inspiration, yeah. Yeah, because it's this big Trolloc fight and like he thinks that like he could have like it's his fault. And... I think that the I think the dead wife storyline in the show would have worked better though if she had died saving him not him literally killing her yeah yeah, right the only injury she gets in the show is his blade whereas i feel like if a fade had killed her because she was protecting him and he got away because of it Mm -hmm. i just think it would be I, i i think it would work more it would be more like this moment yeah personally um yeah but then the wolves show up well no before that oh before that Perrin sees Leia die. Yes. And he turns, he he opens that tap, that whatever that, whatever is holding the wolves off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes full wolf, so much so that he looks up at the fade with his wolf eyes, and the fade literally is like, uh, oh, I messed up. I made the mistake. Uh, I need an adult. Yeah. And Perrin kills a fade. Yeah. Like a boss. The only the only characters I think we've seen kill fades at this point are Lan. Lan. I think Lan is the only one we know who's killed the fade. And Perrin literally. Oh, and Tom. Tom no, I don't no, know no, no. That, that, that fade got away. It ran yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Perrin. Perrin kills a fade, and like brute strength kills. Like not like magic, not anything. Yeah. He just gets real mad. And Lan is like, "Good job, sheep herder." Like. Um, and much like the Hulk, he is no longer Perrin. He is young bull. bull. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the wolves show up, and they just start ripping everybody to shreds. And oh, Perry Wolf says Ingtar killed a fade. You are right. Ingtar did kill a fade. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss Ingtar, y'all. I'm so sad about that. I like. No, it was a a great storyline. Ingtar was such a good character. I think Ingtar might be my favorite character in these books right now, uh, only because his story's done. Like, so we have like the full arc of his story. Um, mm, that's fair, yeah. And I just loved him. I loved him so much. Um, so, uh, yeah. The Now, uh, because the gates are open, and the wolves arrive, and we get this just, like, crazy action sequence where the wolves are fighting in little packs. Young Bull joins one of those little packs, and the Shinarans are just, like, watching. Can you imagine, like, these, these Trollocs... These naked Shinarans, like... Well, but, like, these Trollocs show up, Right. And there's fades, and you're under attack, and then out of nowhere, just, like, wolves wolves come out of nowhere and start killing all your enemies. Yeah, and you're like, what? Like, like, who are you? Yeah. Very cool. Like, very, so cool. I I really loved it. Yeah. Um, I loved it. This scene will not be in the show. No. No. Too expensive. Too expensive for the uh, show. Honestly, a lot of Perrin's Wolf Brother stuff is going to be cut because wolves are expensive. Yeah. As Game of Thrones learned. Like, if Game of Thrones didn't have enough of a budget to make wolves happen occasionally, there, there's just no way. Well, that's why most of the wolves are not even... Like, Ghost disappears. For, yeah, because like, they, they couldn't afford him. He was too yeah. expensive. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for the super chat. Um, apparently, chapter 25... Wait, no, that would be 28. 28, apparently, is the best chapter in this book. Or the best character. Best character. I'm excited. Excited. Um, so the wolves arrive and save the day. Loyal, Loyal's out there crushing it. He's got his quarterstaff and Loyal, it, it literally is like no Trolloc can get near him. He's yeah. just like. He's, it's that reach. That's why you never, that's yeah. why you, you never uh, reverse grip because that reach is very important because mm-hmm. you can keep your enemies at a distance. Thank you, Loyal. Um, technically, uh, 
you can't reverse grip a quarter staff. No, I'm so, just saying. I'm just I know, but I'm just saying you can't reverse grip a. I just so that we don't get any comments about it, you can't technically reverse grip a quarter staff. Uh huh. Um, I guess if you held at one end, no, no, it'd no. be weird. <laughs> no, but then you would still have crazy reach. It, yeah. If you could so wield a quarter staff from the end, it'd be so heavy. Your wrist strength. Um. So, Loyal's crushing it. They mm -hmm. win. Obviously. Oh yeah. Loyan, I mean, Loy Land's crushing it. They you know. Take, they take losses for sure. Uh, no, they don't. What? <laughs> there is not a single named character <laughs> except not Leia. A, not a named character, but there, there's a lot of like. Dead How many Shaynarans are with them though? I thought there was like twelve of them. A battalion? I don't know. Like I, I thought there was like twelve people on the last book, and now it's enough. No, that... I think there's like a hundred. Okay, that makes more sense because I was like, a lot of did a lot of people just die. Or did, like, four people die? The one thing I will say about this fight is I have no concept of what Scale. losses they suffered yeah. or how many people were in the camp of the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. Um, Because there could have been 20 people there. There could have been 500. I have no, I have no idea in my brain because the book isn't specific about it. Yeah. Um, And so maybe people died. You know, like, maybe a lot of people died. Maybe they, maybe a few did. It, it, it's, it's, it's unspecific. Yeah. But what I love about it and what is my favorite mo parent moment so far in the entire series is that they want to skin the wolves and use their fur. And he's like, no. And he's like, no, they fought with us. We will bury them with honor. I know. I was like, it's like, Perrin, you, you're a good dude. Perrin is a good dude. Perrin is a good, good dude. boy. <laughs> um, they say there are more Shinarans dead than are left alive. I don't know what that means though, because I don't know how many are left alive, right? Yeah, like we just we we just don't know how like large this like mm -hmm. camp is. That's mm -hmm. all. In terms of scale, we don't have a lot to go off of. Yeah, because um, like if it's like I don't know if it's like well there were fifty of us, thirty of us died, and twenty of us are left, or there were three hundred of us, two hundred of us died, and a hundred are left. Yeah. And in the show, there's going to be nine of them. Um, <laughs> no, this this scene's cut. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. This it's, whole it's this whole section is cut. Yeah, Rand just gonna um, channel and run away. Well, no, but this is this is why they had Rand run away at the end of the finale. All everything that Rand does in book two, not gonna happen. He's not gonna be at the Falma. He's not gonna be at Falma at all. They're not gonna. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, no. That the Sanchin stuff is gonna happen in a different way, and oh. I I think after reading this, I'm like, oh, Rand is going to Ilian. Or Rand is going to the tier. Oh man, yeah, maybe they're gonna catch up with him somewhere else. I don't know. Um, and they're gonna separate like someone. Some people are gonna go on the Rand journey, and some people are gonna go on the uh, Horn journey. And yeah. then the Horn journey is gonna be some of the book two stuff, and the the Rand journey is gonna be some of the book three stuff. And they're gonna like intermix them into one story. Yeah, maybe. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And weird. so like you cut the scene because those wolves, man. I don't know. How, I like honestly. I don't know how you do an army of Trollocs versus an army of wolves. Yeah. With their in budget. the dark. In yeah yeah, yeah in the yeah, dark yeah. <laughs> that's how it's puppets amazing uh, it's 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 it becomes like a stop motion puppet fight that's just done really well that would be very funny well actually. and the, these are scenes where I'm like make this an animated show I know. you could easily like Castlevania style you could make this the coolest animated show possible right like Wheel of Time would be one of the most amazing animated series of all time. If you if you gave me a budget, I could oh. I could churn out an animated show that would blow you away with this stuff. Mm -hmm. My brain cannot possibly come up with how you would film this scene. No, I I I I, I don't know. Unless no. you had all the money in the world, like it's yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's wild. 
Um, the so the fight ends and Perrin is like Perrin D hulks. He comes. He young a young bull becomes Perrin again, and he you know he does the requisite you know checking in with everybody. Mm-hmm. Min, she's okay. She got a but scratch. All of her weapons are blooded and furred. So Min was Min was doing stuff. We didn't see it, but Min was doing stuff. Um, I love Min. I want more Min. I, I love her so much. I was so sad when like, no, you're going to go to Tarvalon. I was like, oh, Min's going to disappear for like half yeah, the Yeah, I was like, god damn it. Uh, San, thank you so much for the San, super San, thank you. If you scratch Perrin's belly, does his leg twitch? Uh, oh. If I do it, uh, maybe not. But if Lanfear does it? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, I think his leg twitches when she's he's just near her. Um, <clears throat> that yeah. third leg. Uh, so Moiraine is healing everybody. You know what I mean? She's just like using all of her strength, doing mm-hmm. what she can. And uh, they are like, oh, crap, where's Rand? And Rand is not okay. Yeah, Rand is uh, really sad because he wanted to do something and all he could do was light a couple trees on fire. Yeah, because he, he couldn't control his channeling. And so he was just trying desperately not to make the situation worse. Yeah. Which is just awesome. It's like, I'm just going to bring down the mountain. <clears throat> He's like, nope, can't do that. So I'll just yeah. burn the trees. I the, the, This moment with Rand is so cool. Because, it's heartbreaking. Well, yeah, yeah. And cool in terms of, like, the way it's written. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, obviously tragic and, like, so hard to read. But Rand being a character who has all the power in the world and can't even help his friends when they're dying because he has no control over it is just utterly fascinating. Yeah. And the way that Robert Jordan writes it is so relatable. And it's an experience that I could never relate to. And yet because of the way that Robert Jordan has written it, I I feel like I'm there with it. I totally get what Rand's going through. And it is it is just on the strength of Robert Jordan's right, 100%. Mm-hmm. It is so well done. It is so impressive. And I just... The, the, this, this chapter was maybe the best chapter so far. And I said that about the prologue as well. Um, this book is... This book is better than the last two in terms of writing. I think Robert I Jordan think so. has stepped up the quality of the writing, and I already love the quality of the writing. Yeah. But the, there is just, there are little things he's doing here in terms of the emotionality of the character yeah. that hit a little bit harder, mm-hmm. and they feel a little bit more connected. And I'm, I'm, I'm so invested now, and like, I've been invested the whole time, but like, this was the first time where... Y'all, I started reading, I was going to read a few chapters the other night, and then I read like three chapters, and I went up to... Uh, and I was like, hey, go to bed. I'm not going to go to bed until I'm done reading. And then two nights ago, I read until three o'clock in the morning because I literally couldn't put this book down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way this has been. Like, usually I'm like, oh, I have to read to get it done. Or I'm going to do a little bit here and there. And like, I'm excited to get to the next bit. But like, I can put this down for a bit. Yeah. This was the first time where I read all 15 chapters straight and there was nothing that could have stopped me. Yeah. 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 It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. So poor Rand. They find out that the wound that Baalzaman left, he didn't have to fight any Trolloc, so he's okay, but the wound that Baalzaman left on his side, it's open. It's not healing. Um, Maureen can't heal it properly, yeah. and he's still recovering, and yeah, it's open, and Maureen has to then, like, touch it up a little bit, and, and I, I mean, and then Rand runs, runs away, and I'm like, God, well, hopefully his wound doesn't just open back up, like. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Follow the blood trail, like. One of the other things that's touched on in this chapter for the first time is that Perrin struggled to come back from being the wolf. Yeah. Do you think at the end of this series, prediction time, will Perrin be in control of the wolf or will the final battle, like, I have a feeling there's going to be some sacrifices in the final battle. Will Perrin fully give himself over to the wolf within him for the final battle? To win? 
No, I think Rand is going to have to end up making the grand sacrifice. Okay. I think Perrin learns to control the Wolf Brother stuff. Because Elias clearly has, right? I have a feeling that Perrin... I, I, I think there might be a book or two where Perrin is out of control. I think that, like, he might go he's full wolf. He's able to be brought back. Yeah, I have a feeling, like, there's, you know, there's like, going to be a lot of trauma in this series. I think, um, I think the, I think there's going to be a point where Perrin spends a book, like, just, like, fully divorced from everyone, just living with the wolves. And that, like, they're going to have to go okay. get him back. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I could see it. I think it'd be fun. I could see that. Yeah, but I do think by the end he will have control of it. We have to pick up our pace a little bit. We're 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 we we have to go a little faster. It's an hour and twenty minutes in, and we've only done five chapters. Yep. Chapter six. Rand left. Okay. Chapter seven. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of it, though. Like honestly, Rand leaves, and like, well, fuck, and then they go after him. Like. <laughs> yeah, they leave. Uh, Moraine uh, sends um, Uno and the Shinarans to Gildan. Uh, Min to the Amarlin seat in Tarvalon yep. because she can't send a man or else they won't get in to meet her, which I was like... That is so funny. I feel like, I feel like it shouldn't... Uh, or no, it's because everyone will feel think it's weird that Marin sent a man, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. And so it's political. Uh, but it's also weird that Min's going to be by herself. Like, Moraine really has a lot of faith in Min's abilities. Yeah. And I know, like, Min is, like, bothered about it, but I'm also like, man, I don't know. Does she trust you that much? Like, that's not... That's not that bad. Um, and Perrin is going to the tier, uh, and because he reveals his dreams, and the Shinarans reveal they've been having similar dreams. Um, and how close the dreams are depends on how close their huts were to Rand's. Yeah. And so people who are sleeping further away from Rand got like murkier versions of the dream, which I was like, that's really fun. Yeah. The uh, so Loyal, Lan, and Moiraine are going with him. So it's mm -hmm. just those four, uh, and. Min reveals to uh, to Perrin, so this, I think this is the first person she's outright told, that yeah. she's destined to uh, love Rand. Yeah. And that Egwene knows. Yeah. Which I was like, okay. Yeah. I love the, um, I, I love that Perrin, like, comes to this, like, conclusion that Min has, like, a crush on him, and he's like, oh, no, Min, like, I like... Keep talking, I need to grab my phone. Your phone? Okay. Um, It's like, no, no, Min, like, I like you, but, like... No, I don't like you more than, like... Like, he just gets so flustered, and Min is like, no, you idiot. Like, I, well, no, she doesn't do that. She's like, I love you, Perrin. Like a brother, you moron. And I was like, well done. Well done, Min. Um, and then, yeah, it just fully kind of, like, spills that, uh, yeah, destined to be with Rand, and uh, can't really do much about it. Well, um, and she he says that she's like a sister, which is, like... Just so funny to me. No. They're Min not that says, close. Min says that to Perrin. Because Perrin is like, you like me. And she's like, I love you like a brother, you dum-dum. No, Perrin says she's like a sister to him. And I'm just like, they haven't known each other that long. Well, I mean, yeah, but they've been through some shit. Actually, they've been through some shit. Um, but then uh, I want to get into this. I took a picture of this. Oh, you took a picture. I was like, um, hey. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Min says, um, I've seen things around you that you ought to know about. And Perrin's like, I've told you. Oh, I took a picture of that too. And yeah. And so she says, don't be more thick-headed than you have to be, Perrin. Back there, right after I said you'd go, they were not there before. They must have to do with this journey or at least with you deciding to go. Yeah. What did you see, he says. An Aeolman in a cage, a Tuathuan with a sword, mm -hmm. a falcon and a hawk perching on your shoulder, both of them female. 
Yeah, I don't know what the birds mean. Um, well, I think that um, isn't the isn't the Falda aren't the Faldarans um, isn't their banner a hawk? Uh, oh, it may maybe. Um, one thing I'm interested in is um the the Ailman in a cage. Uh huh. We saw that on the show already. What? Yeah. Oh, the dead one. In Bree Bree Spring or whatever that place that is called. That random town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it's just interesting that the Ailman in a cage was brought up so early on the show. Uh, a Tuatha on with a sword. I think that's gonna be um Egwene's guy. Egwene's guy. Yeah. What was his name? Um. Arman. Was it Armand? Arman, Arman, something it something like that. I yeah. think that he, I think that he, because he was Arum, already. I think. Aram, yeah. Yeah. I think that he was um, already kind of like unsure about the Tuatha'an stuff, right? Like he was the one who was like the most resistant. For sure. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I mean, I honestly did not think he would be coming back, but maybe. Oh, I think those tinkerers are going to be important. Do you think it's going to be a tinker though? Or do you think it's going to be that the tinkers be like, well, it's like the final battle, so it's now or never. I don't know. It says it says with capital A, A Tuatha on with a sword. So I feel like it's gonna be the one that turns to the I wouldn't read chat right now, I think they're spoiling. Oh no, they, it's just ship captain. <laughs> it's it's always, always ship captain. <clears throat> it's always ship captain. No, but you're right, the, the Faldara is a, apparently a black hawk. Um Yeah, it's Faldara's a hawk. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know who could be in the show because they killed off that woman, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. But you know, like there, it could. I, you know, I think that does Parent also have two wives? Does Rand have two wives? And Parent has two wives. This show, this this shit's weird. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then also, if you see the most beautiful woman you've ever met, run. Uh, the Ailman in a cage. Do you think in the book that'll be Rand? I that was my first thought, but I don't actually know. I feel like it'd be weird if it was Rand and she didn't know. Yeah, I, I agree. So I... <clears throat> um, and then, uh, yeah, so then she also screams at him, don't go near hot women. Yeah. Which, I'm going to give you some advice, chat. Don't. She's too hot. Leave her alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. If I if I believed that, I wouldn't be married. Um, My wife is way too hot for me. Jesus Christ. Uh, and Perrin's like, okay, yeah, I won't go near the hot lady. <laughs> he's going to... Yeah. He's, he's gonna... It's like, I won't go do near the hot lady. Oh, wait. No, it's wait. Like Are you telling me that because you like me? She's like, no. No, no just I'm saying listen. just like, avoid hot women. Yeah. Okay. You're being like real cryptic there, man. Um, And then uh, Perrin is like, yeah, no. It's like in Finding Nemo when he's like, don't touch the butt. And yeah. Nemo's like, I touch the butt. That is all men with hot women when possible. Um, Chapter seven, leaving the mountains. Uh -huh. uh, Perrin... Uh, spends uh, the ride down the mountains pissed that Moraine uh, wants him to do chores. Pretty much, yeah. We learned that, like, A, Moraine is uh, really good at fishing because obviously Swan taught her. Of course, right? Like, of course. Like, she shows up, she's like, oh, how do you do this? He, he, he. And then catches, like, three massive fish and you're like... Yeah, because she's pillow friends with, <laughs> with the Swan. fisher lady who... Only speaks in fish puns still. Yeah, li literally. Like, it, it was so... I was like, oh my god, you got to be kidding me. Like, like people are like, oh, the, 
they're not lesbians. And I'm like, they very clearly yeah. have a very close relationship. And if you miss that, you blind. <laughs> like, And if she's not sleeping with Lan, she's sleeping with someone. Um, <clears throat> yeah, she's stressed. She needs someone to like... <laughs> Yeah, no, so so she shows up, she catches a bunch of fish, and, like, yeah, we we get this, like, perspective of parents being like, I'm not gonna let her boss me around mm-hmm. and do all her stuff, and then he's like, and despite that, I still found myself doing all the things that she needed me to do. It's like, well, that seems weird. Well, yeah, because suspicious. she makes one reasonable request, and then another small reasonable request, and then suddenly... Um, suddenly you're <clears throat> carrying all the bags. But also, and here's my, here's my issue with parent here, I'm like, give Maureen a break. She literally is using all of her strength to constantly keep everybody healed. Literally, like yesterday, she was so tired because she healed everyone that she could with the one power. Just help out. Yeah. Got the fish. Do you know how much effort it takes to clean a fish? It's it's none. And the the answer to that question is it takes like five minutes and it is not hard. And parents like... Well, do you think that Moraine knows that she should get the fish because she caught it? And I'm like, dude, just get the fish. I, I've never gotten a fish, so I guess I can't. I'm sorry. Did Moraine not heal the stab wound in your shoulder? Did she not put your shoulder back together after that trollic ripped it apart? Maybe. Get the fish. Uh, oh, my God. Wait, do you have to brush the horse at the end of the day? Oh, no. Pat it down. Yeah. Maureen yeah. kept a uh, hundred Shinarans from dying and you're like, but she doesn't like brush her own horse. Yeah. I'm like, I like on one hand, I'm like, I get it. But also like Maureen's strength is like better used elsewhere. So let's just. A thousand that, percent. You know, a close fish gutting stream. No, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm all right. I, I don't think we would. I don't think we would ever make content that is specifically like violent like that. Well, I mean, like, if I was, like, cooking, some people, like, do that, but I, I don't, um, um. Oh, yeah, in a cooking stream? Sure, sure, sure. I just don't think, like, a stream where the, the specific. <laughs> I'm just getting fit. No, no, Yeah, no, no. I don't know. That, no. that feels weird. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they descend into spring. It has been a year. This marks the first year of this journey. Yeah, this was weird to me. I was like, wait a second. I thought this had been a few months. No, because the, they jump forward, right? In time, in the great Oh, time. to autumn. And then, yeah, so they've been there, yeah, all winter. They've been there for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes, it's been, they've been there a while, right? Right, right. I, that part was a little bit confusing to me, but okay, I'm, I get it now. And then, uh. And then, uh, they get to Jara. To, uh, to, yeah. To where. Village where everybody is so horny, they have to marry immediately. Oh, yeah, they, they get, they get horny. This is such a weird thing, like. Like. Crazy horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so okay, much so said, that they're marrying things. They're people are getting married to people who are not age appropriate for them. Yeah. And women are, um, women seem to be the ones who are doing the like asking. Yeah. Which is not traditional in like a small town. And so I feel like the effect Rand has on everybody is to get Randy. And now I'm like, Robert Jordan. Did you do this on purpose? Robert Jordan doesn't want us riding smut, and yet, and yet. <laughs> oh, this is without a doubt the first smut corner of the episode, y'all. Everybody in town is having an orgy. Oh, like, yeah, Rand yeah. passes through, and people just drop trow. Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. Right? Even uh, even the white cloaks, but they just don't know how to deal with it because of that, like, what's the Catholic guilt? <laughs> um, and so they're like, well, I'm just going to get mad instead. <laughs> That yeah that that is that that is the two two emotions men feel is anger and <laughs> and horny randiness. <laughs> um, 
my so, god. So uh, they get to a there's an inn and there's a guy named Simeon and Simeon recognizes that uh Aaron is a wolf brother. Well, no, recognizes- he sees the eyes. Uh, and yeah. but he he recognizes that uh, Moiraine is an Aes Sedai immediately, but he's chill about it. And I yeah. like Simeon a lot. I like Simeon. He's a cool dude. I'm so into Simeon. I was like, dude, this is how you handle stuff. You do you you do them a favor. You get them all set up, and then you don't go to the Aes Sedai. You go to Perrin. And you're like, hey, look, I don't want to be weird. I yeah, think your friends an Aes Sedai, and I need your help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I love that Perrin goes to Moiraine, and he's like, yo, he wants your help. And Lan is like. Do I kill him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, Lan. No. He's like, no, Lan, calm down. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Simeon was great. So they go and they see Gnome, and Gnome is a wolf brother as well, who is gone. He is... He is full wolf. And He's no longer a man. Uh, Moraine opens the cage and is like, it's okay, walks in, because she's an Aes Sedai and she's just exuding her... I said dinus at him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I, there's, he's gone. He's just, there are no roads. And what she specifically says is there are no roads back to him being gnome. Yeah. Which is interesting, right? Because it implies that there's something about the wolf brotherness that is separate from your psyche. As opposed to what I thought before where the wolf brotherness was like your identity within it. Yeah, it seemed, it's, I think it's a connection with this whole like dreamwalker, dream world kind of thing. Oh, like his psyche is lost in the dream world and like all that's left is well, feral? Yeah, because we know that the wolves are involved with the dream stuff, which like we don't lot. know enough about. So it's kind of confusing, but like it, there has to be some kind of connection. So is there going to be a point? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, you know how I said earlier, I was like, Perrin is going to get lost. What if they don't have to go get Perrin? What if Egwene has to dreamwalk to Perrin and get him back oh, in the dream world? to bring him back from the dream world, but that's not something that Moraine can do because she's not a dreamwalker. But Egwene has dream abilities, maybe. And, and so at some fun. point we're going to have Perrin and Egwene's dream adventures. Do you think Perrin and Egwene end up together in the series? I thought about it a few times. Because we know Egwene isn't going to end up with Rand. Right. And I don't think she's going to end up with Galad. It seems too obvious with how, like, horny he they, she is for him right now. Yeah. It's, it feels like he's going to be her, like... It's too obvious, and I know a spoiler about Galad that makes that absolutely not possible. So. Well, that feels like a spoiler. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. And also, I'm just... I'm not going to tell you how, but I'm going to spoil it for you. So, okay, Egwene doesn't end up with Galad, apparently. No, I'm telling you right now. I don't even need to look at chat. My wife is spoiling the Wheel of Time for me. Jesus. I'm the only one that's allowed. <laughs> All right. Well, Perrin learns the White Cloaks are spreading his name. Simeon's like, this Perrin Ebarra dude. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They want him dead. Um, Before we move on to the next chapter, we uh, do just want to reiterate for those of you who are joining us... Um, sorry about the whole daylight savings thing. Uh, we forgot it's just a normal part of life for us, so we just we just assume that uh, yeah yeah that's our that's that's our bad. But we're sponsored. We're sponsored by HelloFresh. And oh so yeah. If you want to throw that code down there, y'all, this is like kind of a cool deal for us. We just started using HelloFresh, and we really really love their products. And so if you use our code and you make an order with HelloFresh. Um, you, first of all, you get up to 16 free meals, which is, like, really dope. Um, and also, it looks good on us because we're partnered with them and uh, and we like what they do. It's a really cool service and the, the meals that we've had so far have been, like, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So please consider um, at least checking it out. 
uh, for us. It, it would mean a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, and enjoy the food if you end up getting it because uh, those meals, they're, they're, they're pretty tasty. Yeah, HelloFresh has been awesome. Um, we, uh, unrelated to the sponsorship, ordered HelloFresh yeah. and love it. Like, And so we're... That we we're putting the nerdy nightly guarantee on this, mm-hmm. and that guarantee is that we say we do not shell for anybody we do not personally use and personally like. Yeah, we will never just advertise just to advertise. Uh, we eat HelloFresh; it's great, and I, I highly recommend it. Get your sixteen free meals, and um, um, we get paid. So you know, <laughs> I I'm gonna be honest. We get paid. So, like, you know, yeah, do it yeah. for us. Yeah. But, like, do it for you. If you would like to support us, this is a great way to do it. Um, each box comes with, like, two servings. So you can make... The, you can have one box that is two meals for one person, or we use one box for the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Chapter 9, Perrin visits Moiraine. Uh, and she tells him the tale of Jacob. Yeah, so basically she tells him about Jacob from Twilight. Wow. I think that she goes, when she was with those two ladies, the other two I said I in the last book, I think she read the Twilight books. And, cute. Um, it's hurting. So I know, I'm I, taking I, it I told you it was going to. I know. You're like, no, 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 I've got this. Just ignore my um, forehead. So yes. Moraine tells Perrin all about the Twilight books and about Jacob, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she warns him about dreams. She's like, Perrin. Yeah. Dreams are scary. Wolves dreamwalk. And so what does Perrin do? He immediately goes and he has a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, <clears throat> this could not be any more subtle. Uh... But this is when this is when he's in control, right? He is invading the Forsaken. Who is this first blood-soaked dude? I don't know. I don't think he's, he's clearly, anyone we've met before. He's clearly dead, so I don't think it matters. He's dead? Yeah. No, the, the the guy with blood all over his face is alive. Guy with blood on his face? The first guy he meets in this dream is alive. No, he doesn't even get his skin ripped off. Um Yeah, he literally gets skinned alive by a shadow that like touches him and rips all of his skin away from his body. Yeah, but I think he's alive. No, no, he is dead. He explodes on Perrin. Yeah, like Perrin wakes up with his blood on him. He's he's done. Isn't there? But no, 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 no. There, that guy. But the, then doesn't his blood get on someone? And there is someone in the room. Someone in the room. He ends up as a skin puppet thing. Yeah. The Boltons got him. <laughs> I I one hundred percent. I thought no, no. I thought the guy dies, and there isn't there like someone in the room then that is like, maybe I read the chapter wrong. That's interesting. I thought that it was, like, implying that, like... Okay, wait. So, let's, I'm just going to quickly go to chapter 9. That's 13. <laughs> like, I overshot that one. I, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was like, oh, who is this guy? This is super interesting. And then he got flayed, and I was like, oh, he's dead. He just serves as a purpose to show us that the dream world is very dangerous. Um... Also, uh, in the talk with my rain, Perrin's like, I don't want to be a warder. I think Perrin's going to end up being a warder for someone. For Egwene? Uh, maybe Egwene. Yeah, that would make sense. I could see that. It's not like my favorite theory, but I could totally see that for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely thought he got like all of the flesh ripped away from his muscle and died. But maybe he's a skinless zombie. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah? All right. <laughs> yeah. 
Because then the because then the, the 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 wolves are like run get up run it's danger. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm wrong. I I thought the thing like wore the dude that he killed. I thought it was gonna be like some weird forsaken shit. Oh um, no, yeah. Oh god. Because it said like he could see the skin unbroken. So I thought that it was implying that like someone was like go- stealing that dude's skin and then was gonna use it as like a suit to wear. Like Arya with the yeah, faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. something on, like that. Puts on a new face. Um, and then Love he that. like runs into Lanfear again. Lanfear's like what? Not now. Yeah, can you stop interrupting, please? I don't have my makeup on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, so the, he can like clearly dream walk, and the wolves show up, and the wolves are like, "Yo, dude, 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 come with us." No, you gotta go. You gotta go. This yeah, is not yeah. the place for you. They know what's up. You gotta get out of here. They know what's up. And he does. Yeah, thank um, you. And this, uh, you know, uh, not a lot happens here, but the implications of Perrin being able to dreamwalk are s- just the, the the reach of that. We've already talked about it a lot earlier, mm-hmm. so I don't think we need to get too much into it now. But like Correct. the reach of that is going to be really cool, and I can't wait to see where that goes throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, me too. Um, and then we finally get a POV of Rand really quickly at the end of this chapter. Yeah, just like a small little thing. Yeah, where... he's out here killing dogs. Yeah, seems a little weird. Well, they're after him. I, I, okay, yeah. He's trying to, like, stay safe, but, like, yeah, he's out here killing dogs. Yeah, that that was, that was weird, especially immediately after, like, reading the, like, Perrin, like, wolf stuff. Yeah. Um, Um, and. Oh, it's, he wakes up, wait, is that this dream? Is it this dream where it's Hopper who wakes him up? Oh, right, it is Hopper, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh my god. That mean like, oh, that hurt. But are wolves ever really dead, right? Because they, they talk about how wolves have, like, the memory of the age, of the ages. Yeah. So when wolves' physical bodies die, do they just become dreamwalkers? And that's how wolves pass down memories, is what Maybe. I'm thinking. And so, like, wolves can, like, literally commune with their ancestors, kind of like Black Panther did. Right. Um, wolves can, like, commune with their ancestors. I see a lot of S's in chat, so someone spoiled something, but yeah. Um, yeah, wolves can commune with their ancestors in order to, like, learn about their past. Yeah. So maybe that's how Hop- Hopper is dead, but Hopper's, like, in the dream world, Hopper can still visit him. Interesting. That's fun. Yeah, and, like, honestly, y'all, like, we're never going to get Hopper on the show, and that makes me sad. I know. Like, how do you introduce him? Yeah, you can't no. really, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know how they're going to visualize, dream- like, the way that Perrin sees wolf stuff. No idea. Yeah. Not a clue. Um. So then uh, chapter 10. Y'all, we're no longer with... we. Okay, we have 50 minutes to get through all the Egwene stuff. Can we do it? 50? Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, it's an hour and 40 minutes. We're, we got 50 minutes left. Um, yeah, we got this. We uh, got so this. we immediately start with Matt. Matt from Cawthorn will not wake up. And Egwene has decided she'll never marry Rand. Yeah. She's oh. like, yeah, it's not going to happen. She's like, eh, well. But Galad might be at the Tower of London. Oh, my God. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to marry Rand. But that Galad, though. He's a cutie. Um, They're they're getting close to Tarvalon, and But Nynaeve is like, yo, I feel I, it, it's bad. Like, there's a storm coming. And Huron is like, I smell danger. It's the third time I've smelled danger in the last little bit. And they're like, what do you mean? And I love that the way that it's described, so Huron clearly hasn't shared with them that, that he, he s- smell. smells violence. Yeah. Um, and so Which I'm like, why? Uh, because he doesn't trust that the Aes Sedai. It's like it's like the Wolf Brother thing, right? Like the Aes Sedai want to oh, like that they test what they don't understand. He's like, yeah, yeah. And you knowing Varen, she would be very happy to study him. Oh, she would love to study him. Yeah, physically, yeah. emotionally. Um, and so uh, they're like, oh my god, I think something bad is about to happen, and then immediately. Something bad happens. 
yep, those white cloaks come trotting down the road, and uh, we meet uh, Bornhold Jr. Bornhold Jr. Dane. Um, Varen is like, let me talk to them. And then Varen is like, yo, what, what, do you, what, what are you going to do, really? And then Elaine is like, and I'm the queen. And they're like, wait, or the, I'm the princess of... I'm the of daughter heir. Andor. And they're like... Like, wait. Wait, what? Okay, what? Why well, are you here? First of all, why are you I here? I guess we'll go take you to your mom. Second of all, your mom doesn't like the Aes Sedai anymore. Surprise. Yeah. Um, more, more, I wrote more gays is anti-Aes Sedai. And anti-Aes Sedai sounds like something that you take for like, uh, like... Like anti-acid? Yeah, yeah. It's an anti... I, I, yeah, I've been taking a lot of anti-Aes Sedais lately. Um, and Egwene just cannot handle this. Egwene is like, there is no way that I'm going to be like held against my will again screw these people and just yeah starts blowing up um, the earth methany saying very knows about huron i didn't know that i i or i didn't remember that oh but Egwene doesn't Egwene nynaeve uh do not know mm-hmm. um so Egwene, yeah Egwene is still so traumatized by the shanchen i would be too yeah. I, I get it Here's the thing. It's like, it's one of those instances where I'm like, yeah, you guys kind of made the wrong choice. You know, Varen mm-hmm. is right. They would have just been able to push past whatever. But yeah, I get it. She's like, I, I I will not go through this again. And she does whatever she has to do. Well, like, and it's the same thing that happens in the street in, in the Great Hunt. And so what's funny is that we're about to talk a lot about how Egwene has been given a secret mission. And Egwene and Nynaeve are the two most impulsive characters in these books now. Egwene didn't used to be, but Egwene is now, the, without a doubt, the most violently impulsive character on the good side. Uh, you think more than Nynaeve? Nynaeve doesn't attack for no reason. Egwene, Egwene, both of the big moments where the girls have attacked for no reason, where they could have been safe if they hadn't, has been Egwene, not Nynaeve. Mm, Nynaeve yeah. is violent and capable and destructive, but she is she does that when she has a reason to be. Yeah. I don't think it's impulse on Nynaeve's part. I think her powers are impulsive in that it is tied into her anger. But I don't think that Nynaeve has at any point done, like, been like, well, this might happen, so I'm going to just strike first for no reason. Yeah, Where, okay, like, okay. Egwene in two big scenarios has really popped off. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. Yeah. I like, I like, I like Egwene. I feel so bad for her, and, like, her PTSD is, like, is, is tragic. But, like, I love reading this character, and I can't yeah. wait to see her arc to, like, retribution. Yeah, yeah. Well, and because, like, there's a... And because their actions are going to have consequences, right? Yeah. They scare off these white cloaks, and those white cloaks are going to go run around and be like, we were attacked by a bunch of witches and, you know, scare everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, you know, Varen is pissed, and I get it. I, like, I, it's, it's one of those situations where I totally get both people, you know? Um, but this is where I struggle with the Aes Sedai methods, right? Where, cause like Dane Bornhold is like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm Dane Bornhold and I'm going to get you one day. And I'm like, and Varen's like, we do not use the one power as a weapon. And I'm like, well, yeah, but they specifically didn't hurt anyone. Yeah. Like, are you not allowed to like scare people away? Are you not allowed to like. It's a fine line. Cause people could have gotten hurt. Sure. So but also they could have attacked them. And like this is a scenario where Varen seems more concerned with the with Isid with White Cloaks opinions of the Isidai, which are already trash. Like yeah. they're like the White Cloaks are gonna go and tell stories about us. Yeah, you mean the thing they already do? Yeah. As part of their creed, like what changed? No, but actually, like in terms of White Cloaks' relationships to the Isidai, what's different now? And I don't know. They're, like it, it, they're trying to have the higher ground, right? 
Why? They're trying not to stoop because... They didn't. They used the power uh-huh. to scare them away. No one got hurt. That is the... If you have that much power and all you do is scare away people who want to hurt you and you do not hurt them back, you are completely morally in the right to me. Yeah, but it and is one of those things where you know started. that that's going to be exaggerated, Okay, right? but the white cloaks show up and they start. Yeah. They show up, they're bullying, they're 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 claiming they're going to take them to the questioners. Like the the white cloaks without a doubt create that entire confrontation. The yeah. I said I don't ask for it. They don't ride towards it. They're not outwardly violent in any way. They're just riding down the road. Mm-hmm. The white cloaks create the situation and Egwene doesn't hurt anyone. She is morally 100% in the right. To me. Yeah, I just I just think that the like that instance is going to have consequences somehow. Right? Like <laughs> Shits of Link says, Nerdy, are you even a Star Wars fan if you don't know the value of the high ground? Are you? <laughs> yeah, it's uh... I don't know. I think Egwene I look, is Egwene being impulsive? hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But is she like morally in the wrong? Well, I don't think so. Morally. It's, it's hard because they also, like, don't have all the information around. You know, they don't mm-hmm. know how many white cloaks are around. They don't know what the situation is. They don't know, like, right? Because there's a bunch of white cloaks around and the guard, the guards have been, like, chasing them. Not ch- chasing them. They move out when people show up. But, like, uh, it's just weird. Like, um, Hasey Elder Haman says it does violate one of the oaths. It doesn't. Technically. You cannot use it, like, as a weapon against others. And so it just, that's Here's like, the thing. Okay, I, let, let, let's be really honest about these oaths. You can get around that so easily. It, in the same way that they never lie, she did not use it as a weapon against others. She used it as a deterrent against violence. Boom. Those oaths, the three, the Tarvalon three oaths are weak sauce in terms of like, actually stopping people like you if she had like used wind to cut his throat absolutely but making the ground erupt in front of them so that they ride away calling that a weapon is dicey and if they it's definitely gray the the one power must clearly work based on her interpretation of her own use of her powers right right kind of the way that the collars work right and so the only way that it would be a violation of the oaths is if she believed herself to be using it as a weapon as opposed to a deterrent. As long as she believes, and I think that this is how Lanfear is going to be able to do this, right? Because Lanfear has... Lanfear, or uh, sorry, um, Leandrin. Leandrin has taken the three oaths. And so Leandrin is going to have to believe that she's not using the one power as a weapon in order to use the one power. Huh, okay. Interesting. Right, because well, Vandal yeah, is gonna have to be able to use the one power. Yeah, and they're de- yeah they're definitely open to interpretation. It's it's it is weird, right? It's like does it work based on like your justifications or the public's justifications? Like how does that? It it it's it's it, it, I love this. Um, uh, see, Claude Complex brings up George Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. It's just your perception. And so right. Egwene's perception, you can use the one power to blow up the ground if no, if you're not trying to hurt anyone, because it's not a weapon then. You're just blowing up the ground. Yeah. Unless you're, like... But also, like, is, is that a weapon against earthworms? I don't know. 
The we'll four insects in the ground. I think we'll, I think we're gonna find you know I think that the rest of this book will have much more on how the one power works because we're going to Tarvalon. Yes, for but, sure. Um, yeah, I think Egwene. I think he's totally right. And Dane Bornhold, welcome to the series, dude. I cannot wait to hate you for I'm assuming many books. Yeah. Um, chapter eleven. Y'all. Y'all. Tarvalon's a vagina. Yeah, I literally opened up the book, and I I like. Tarvalon. That- is a vagina. That was literally like the, fr- I, you were streaming and I was like, babe. It's like, wait a second. Wait, chapter 11? Yeah, like I opened the book and I was like, oh, that's a vagina. It's not now I figured it out. Okay, okay, I want to be really clear. SG, I didn't now figure it out. This is the first time I've seen a map of Tarvalon. This is the first time in these books. Yeah. This, as yeah. soon as I, I opened the page the and vi- went, the moment we saw the map, I was like, there's the clitoris. Yeah, the North like, Harbor is the, the clitoris. Labia. Like, it's literally like a diagram there right for you. Like. This stream oh. is sponsored by HelloFresh. Uh, don't tell them. I'm, but it, like, literally, like, I, I literally opened this up and I went and I messaged in your Twitch chat. I was like, I figured it out. Yeah, so Tarvalon's a vagina. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is what I that's 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 it. That's straight up facts. Um, so chapter twelve. Um <laughs> no, chapter eleven. Uh they ride into the vagina. Um and war war is on everybody's tongue. So much so that uh there are people in Tarvalon who are questioning the Aes Sedai now. That yeah. this this bastion, this fortress of the Aes Sedai, even there, people are maybe a little bit less sure. There's a man at the gates who's questions the Aes Sedai involvement on Falma, mm-hmm. saying the Aes Sedai are working with the Dragon Reborn. Because they are. Uh, and that's what gets complicated about this whole series is the reputation of the Dragon Reborn is that he is going to be of evil. A lot of people believe he's going to be evil. And totally. getting people on board with this is going to be um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Varen keeps telling the girls to shut up um, because they, they won't stop shoving their mouths in it. Shoving their mouths. Ma- sure. That was not... I know I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that, especially talking about the vagina. But yeah, that was that was. uh... Um, and uh, then we get um, (laughs) then we get one of my favorite lines uh of this entire reading. Oh. Um, from uh, I think it's naive. Um, can you go to one thirty four really quick? Uh... I can't remember if it's naive or Egwene. No, it must be Egwene. Yeah, it's Egwene. Um. Where uh, she says, I, want, I only took a picture of one page, but it crosses the page, so I want to read the whole line. Oh, gotcha. Um, uh, uh, it's uh, she had already gone beyond an innkeeper's daughter, beyond being an innkeeper's daughter. Those bonds would not hold her again either, not because she hated them, but because she had outgrown them. And this is such a wonderful like way to talk about growing up, mm-hmm. and that it's not that you hate your old self. But you just simply aren't your old self anymore. Yeah. And I love the, the I love this recognition of Egwene's growth. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I just love this because she, not because she hated them, but because she had outgrown them. I I just for some reason that sentence really just struck me in a really beautiful way. Yeah. And I I think a lot about how much I've changed in the last two years in this pandemic, mm-hmm. and like because I got married and because I moved to another country and like I feel like my life is so drastically different now. Yeah. And there's things about my past that sometimes I'm like. 
oh my God, I would never do that again. Like, why did I spend so much of my life doing that? And I have to remind myself, like, you didn't hate it back then. You loved it. You've just outgrown it. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to become a different person. It's okay to fully realize yourself in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And this line really, really spoke to me. And mm-hmm. I, I just, um, I, I was so struck by it when I was reading. Yeah, that one stood out to me as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If, and, you know, I feel like we're, like, at the kind of, like, point in our lives where we are able to look back like and several times over yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. you know it's it's when you're in the moment for things it it feels so different than when you <laughs> look back and reflect and you're like what yeah why <laughs> um uh i like this Egwene accepts that she's outgrown emmons field before any of the other emmons field five that's true yeah to be fair matt didn't have as much opportunity but yeah matt's un- unconscious uh so. and obviously v drake Thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate that. Drake, thank you for the super um, chat. The power can be used in horrific ways like mind control. If you went to a healer who can mind control you, it's scary. A lot wouldn't risk it without oaths. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah but the, the belief in the oaths is for other people, not for the Aes Sedai. Um, uh, well, I, I, both, I think, to a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, Perry Wolf, thank you so much for the super Perry Wolf, chat as um, well. And this is why the show does such a disservice to a grain by making her Taviran. I think making her Taviran is fine. It's it's making her it's it's taking away the moment where she chooses to go on the adventure that I don't like. But I think that has to do with her being Taviran, right? Oh, like... sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that like if they had found a way for her to be Taviran and like people are influenced around her the way that they are with the boys, but she, but had... she had made the decision to leave Emmonsfield <laughs> herself. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they had kept. I, I just wish they had kept the concept of. Egwene demands to go on the journey and wants to and like thinks it's going to be the journey she needs. Yeah. And it turns out to not. I just I'm sad that we lost that. Not that we that I don't mind her being Taviran. It's really just that we lost that beat for her and what it implies about her later adventures. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, All right. Uh, So then. uh, So then. So we get. <laughs> we get to the tower because there's not nothing really happens in the town. It's basically just. You know, Varen talks to some people. We get yeah. to the tower, and uh, Sherryam comes down to meet them mm-hmm. with some uh, uh, other accepteds. And uh, accepted that they've never met before, despite the fact that they lived in this tower. No, we've met Phelan before. We have. Yeah, isn't Phelan in the last book? Is she? I recognize the name, but maybe I'm just. Oh, weird! I because they introduce these three accepted as if they're being introduced to the girls. And I was like, wait, did, do the Aes Sedai in the tower not all know each other? How many Aes Sedai are in this tower that they live there for months and that these girls walk up and are like, hi, I'm Phelan. And I'm like, and they're like, yeah, girl, we I mean, they've lived also here. been gone a while. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'm pretty No, but sure these Phelan... girls are accepted. They've been there for a while. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've met Phelan before. Um, but uh... We meet the other two, though. Yeah, the other two I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was just like, how many Aes Sedai are in this tower that we can just like... That these girls are still meeting people after they lived here for months. Yeah. They lived there for months. Yeah. They're. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. And they're, but they're, but and they're. The book is constantly like, oh, there's so many fewer Aes Sedai than there used to be, and I'm That's like, you true. can live with these. There, but there's enough that you can live there for months, and you're like, I, I, who, who Maybe are you? I, I think it's more of an introduction for the reader as opposed to for the. Sure, introduce them to us, but don't introduce them to the girls. Yeah. I get that. I just was like. Okay. Do the accepted come and go from the Tower of Shanvira? That's my question. I don't know. Um, so uh, I, I wrote, at the end of the chapter, I wrote, uh, are they in trouble? Who knows? Are they, uh, who are these accepted? Uh, they don't know? Who knows? 
Um, but also, they're, they, they introduced something here that I didn't feel last time we were at the White Tower, mm -hmm. which is that there's a distaste for Wilders. Because there's, the girl is, like, very dismissive of Nynaeve being a Wilder. Yeah, they bring it up, like, one time in the other book, but it's, it's... It feels hammered at here a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, that one thing we mentioned, we want to make sure that, like, you know, like, people think it's not a good thing. Yeah, it was, like, very heavy-handed in this moment. Yeah, I didn't love the heavy-handedness. Mm -hmm. um, I would voluntarily forget Felon given the opportunity. Yeah, she's a uh, something. Uh, I think they accepted aren't allowed to leave Tarvalon without permission based on what Swan says later. Yeah, they're not. So the I'm pretty sure the novices are not allowed to leave the White Tower, and then the accepted are not allowed to leave Tarvalon. Um, and then we get into uh, what is uh, three chapters of conversation with Swan. Basically. No, no, not basically. Literally. Three straight chapters that is just one long conversation with Swan with multiple people. Yeah, so Swan is like, uh, you guys, you, you're gonna be cleaning some pots. No, no, no. First, it's Swan and Varen. So right. Varen, yes. Varen yes. tells Swan everything she knows, right? Yes. And Swan is like, hmm, so Matt blew the horn, huh? Well, we might have to let him die. And I was like, wow, okay. He's to Varen, though. I know. I know. Well, and here's the Are thing. they really going to, like, I know he doesn't, right? Because everyone keeps telling me that, like, book eight Matt is so fantastic. Yeah. So, so like, obviously, obviously he's not going to die. die. But, like, so one. Yeah, but they, 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 they're straight up like, mm, maybe we should just uh, have him die, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I liked her up until that, and I was like, "No, you leave, you leave my boy alone." Well, but here's the thing: I, it's it feels very Sedai to like consider all the options, and obviously he doesn't die, so I'm sure they don't let him die. But yeah, it is yeah. like it is a thought that they have to have, and they're like, "Okay," and then they're probably like, "Oh, but they're all Taviran, and so the wheel weaves as the wheel wills, so let the wheel do weaving." Um. Yeah. Uh. And so um, we get we get this conversation. Where Varen is basically, it's really just Varen imparts all the knowledge that yeah. the reader has to Swan. Yeah. So that we can get to the next chapter. Yes. Which is where things, and you took good notes here, right? Because my, my notes are very sparse. Uh, for chapter 13. Uh, well, for 12, 13, and 14. I didn't write them down as uh, chapters, which was my mistake. Um, cool. I like wrote them down in like chunks. Um, so yeah, I love that for me. So chapter 13 is uh, the girls having the conversation in their, like, chambers through the, like, peephole. Yeah. The, right? Um, um, because, well, because they're... Varen's like, you don't need to throw them in the dungeons. But, like, they can go to their rooms and they can have some, like, cold broth, <laughs> basically. And I was like, all right, fine. Um... Nothing really happens in, that, happens in that conversation, though, except that both of the uh, both Egwene and Elaine are like, if it comes down to it, I we're will not be stilled. Yeah. yeah, we're getting we're getting the heck out. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's that conversation, and then they are summoned. Yep. By Swan, uh, <laughs> who I love, like basically is testing them at the same time as like trying to punish them. Uh, to be like, this is your, th this is your punishment, okay? This, this is your punishment. Mm -hmm. And she was like, if you had, if you had resisted, I had, like, a third punishment yeah, for yeah, you yeah. as well. And I was like, that's so mean. Like, I get it. But, like, that's, that's dark. That's. 
Yeah. Uh, so this is where um, the Aes Sedai completely fall apart for me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it um, because I really struggled with this chapter. Um, they're, 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 let's talk about the cool stuff first. So okay. uh, the, at first, um, uh, Egwene is, the, uh, Swan is accusing them of running away. And Egwene's like, we did not run away, Leandrin. And Swan's like, do not use do that not. name. <laughs> uh, Leandrin and 13, or uh, she's either one of 13 or it was Leandrin and 13. Uh, Aes Sedai left. They killed multiple people and they stole a bunch of Tarangrials. 12 other women, yeah, so yeah, 13 so total. Once again, we're seeing echoes that of... number 13. We're seeing echoes of 13, mm -hmm. um, much like the Forsaken. Yeah. Uh, Mega K-Wags, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Super chat with those spoilers. Thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, so they steal the Tarangrials. Uh, who knows what the ones they still do, right? Like, yeah. no one knows. I'm sure we're going to find out. Um, and uh, so Swan's... Furious, right? So I'm super pissed. Yeah. And the uh she's like, look, here's your punishment. You're gonna clean some dishes. Also, we're promoting you. Yeah. I made sure everybody knows that you're scrubbing pots, but also you're gonna be accepted. And I was like, And this is yeah. where this is where I struggle with it, right? Is cause why? Like wh how have they earned that? They're too powerful now. But that, but like, how is your system based on how much you can do, and That's not what it was how much you've studied? But here's That's my problem with it. Need. Apparently, the magic system in this, you have to like learn stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And, but Nynaeve is older, right? So they were like Nynaeve, you're like twenty five. We're not gonna make you. Be, we're not gonna treat you like you're eighteen, right? Which I understood a little bit. I didn't like it. I said in that episode, I didn't like it. You did, yeah. I don't, but I like this even less because it feels like they're like, oh, your power, your power level that we can't measure in any reasonable way has yeah. risen. Yeah. And so we're just going to raise you to the level of accepted because. I think she does it so that they can spy for her more effect effectively. If they were novices, there's no way that, a, sorry, if Egwene at least was a novice, and it would feel weird making Egwene accepted and not Elaine in that moment. So she needs Egwene to be an accepted so that she is able to at least get around on her own enough. Like the, the novices are basically like babysat at all times. They're not even allowed to like speak unless spoken to. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. Egwene cannot be in the position where she is like spying for the Amberlynn seat and still be a novice, and so that's why I don't think it's like that they deserve it. To be honest, that is giving Egwene a level of trust that I don't think is justified based on uh, Sawan's belief about the situation. She trusts them enough that they are not evil, and she cannot trust anybody else. A hundred percent. No, no, I get that. This is why Leandrin was able to succeed. Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Sawan is, sh in this moment, Sawan is showing the exact She's showing structure system that she is upholding yeah. that allowed for Leandrin and the Black Aja to exist. Yeah. It is putting faith in people. It is uh, elevating strength. It is like yeah. I'm not. I understand why she's doing it. Mm -hmm. I get. I get her thinking. Yeah. I'm saying that like her. It's a bad decision. It's in a term, bad decision. Right. But I'm saying that this is her justification. Because there's going to be novices who are farther like, along, who are ready, yeah. who don't get raised to accept it with because after being away for months. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that um I think that if they had made it a day later, uh 
Uh-huh. If Egwene had showed that because of the Adam, she has this new ability to control the one power, because she does, right? Like, we know that Egwene now has this ability to control. She she is so much better at channeling now than when she had left. Yeah. And if I think that if they had been like, so one and the other I said I see her do this thing, they're like, oh, wow, you're like comfortable with the one power. We're going to give you accepted now because you have the control of it. Mm-hmm. I would have been so much more on board with this moment. And maybe Varen tells her that she like can like blow up the earth, and she's like, "Well, if she can blow up the earth, she's an Aes Sedai now." But I just this whole no, conversation. No, I don't think just... it has anything to do with power. Um, Turvok, I just want to say thank you. Yes, so Turvok, much thank you so much for that super duper chat. We absolutely love having you here. We really do appreciate it. I think that <laughs> no, Sawan's actions betray the same failures that created a space for Leandrin to succeed. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's wrong, but I literally I, I understand exactly why it happened. Because here's the thing, yeah. she could not wait. She couldn't wait to then. First of all, she, she needed Egwene to be an accepted for her to spy for her. Mm-hmm. Second of all, she needs Elaine to be an accepted because her mom is pissed and wants her back. She went missing, <clears throat> and Swan is that determined. Makes, yeah, that makes sense. Determined yeah. to keep Elaine there and make her an eye said eye. So, yes, giving her this role of accepted. Yeah. Like, it makes sense, but it is it is bad for them in the long term, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's going to have consequences, but I can understand the justification, right? Um, uh, also, in this chapter, we find out that Morghese not only uh, doesn't uh, wants to take her daughter home, Morghese left without Aleda. Yeah, so she so, does not have an Aes Sedai um, advisor. But Aleda, very specifically, not mentioned as having been one of the 13. So I might have been wrong about Aleda being a uh, dark friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have a feeling Alita is going to be at the Which tower. one of us? I don't think Alita was a dark friend. I think Leanne is. You said Alita. Maybe. I can't remember. I don't One of us remember. predicted that. Um, so Alita must be at the tower, which I hope that we get some time with Elaine and Alita. I think that would be fun in this book to see their relationship. Yeah, I think so. Um, now that Elaine is channeling, I feel like they would have a very different relationship than they had in the court. And is like unaccepted, which means something to, um, uh, to Alita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Elaine gets sent away, and we get to chapter 14, which oh, I titled... she gets a letter from, right? Yeah, she's handed yeah. a letter from Rom, she but she's, she's sent away. Yes. Uh, because Swan wants to have a conversation with Egwene and Nynaeve. Yep. Because Swan, I didn't know if you know this, Swan's actual last name, Bosley, Egwene and Nynaeve, Charlie's Angels. We have the Charlie's Angels wow. of the Aes Sedai. We are going undercover to root out dark friends. The Gwen and Anif have become the white cloaks yeah. of the tower. The yeah. white cloaks of the white tower. Yeah. Literally like uh, uh, Swan spends like the first two pages of this chapter just being like, I don't know who to trust. I don't know what, what, if I'm doing the right thing. And she's, yeah, she's just like, spinning. she's like, she's having a rough time. And I'm like, you know what, girl? I feel bad for you because I wouldn't trust anybody either. Well, so on's like, I don't know if I can trust Moraine. And then he was like, you can't. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, a little strong there. <laughs> a, little, a little strong there. Uh, Nynaeve's hate for Moraine to me has like gotten to a point where I'm like, girl, did Moraine ever lie to you? No, yeah, it's. It's, it's, yeah, I feel like Nynaeve has had to do some weird jumping through hoops justification in her brain yeah, yeah, to yeah. hate Maureen as much as she does. I think that part of it comes from the fact that she, and everybody knows, she desperately wants Lan. 
Well, that d doesn't help. Everyone is like literally. Egwene even, or we didn't talk about it. A couple chapters ago, like teases her about it, and even Egwene is like, "Ooh, that was too." Yeah. Too no. Mm -hmm. No, I too hit too close, close to home. home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So basically, Egwene and Ineve are signed up for the uh, the, the secret police yeah. of the White Tower, and they're given special letters that are like the. <laughs> It literally is like a free hall pass. Yeah. Like the bearer of this can do whatever the fuck they want. Signed. Amberlynn Seat. Amberlynn Seat. And you're like, wow. And they literally are like, this is so much power. And she's mm -hmm. like, yeah. And, and you better be able to justify using these to me. So don't, you know, get out of scrubbing pots duty. Yeah. And so she's literally like, okay, um, I know that neither of you know what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, you both have been away for months. You are barely trained. Uh, can you go hunt the Dark Aes Sedai for me? Will you go root out the Black Aja? And they're like, I mean, yeah, I guess. It's weird because it's a terrible idea, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I also, I get it. She cannot trust anybody else. And like, how horrible how, must how, that be? But like, how poorly has she run her life that she can't trust any of these Aes Sedai? Well, she probably... She trusts Moraine, she trusts Varen, and she trusts two girls she's met three times. That's yeah. her entire circle. Like, Sawan, you need to, you, Sawan needed to be a better community builder because she, you've kind of failed a little bit here. Yeah. Um, if you, if you are this unsure about the people around you that you're trusting children to your eyes, woof. Yeah. Um, so they go away. I don't know. I want to see the warders dance. So hopefully, uh. I want to see Egwene's accepted trial. Because that has to be next, Yes, right? yes. That, that's got to be, like, the next chapter, It's going to be right? brutal. It's um, going to be a lot. Egwene's accepted trial is going to be brutal. I cannot wait to talk about that. Uh, so we get to the final chapter we're going to talk about today. Um, <clears throat> oh, we also didn't mention... The the one thing that I'm super curious about is, like, the box of notes that she has mm -hmm. as, like, precautions in case, like, shit goes south. Yeah, yeah. That will literally burn if anyone but her touches it. Like, Which damn. is a bad way to have a will, because if you die, then no one can touch it. I know. So, like, I was like, that seems... That's uh, Hopefully there's a fail-safe. It's probably Maureen. Maureen can also... Well, I don't know. I don't know if she trusts Maureen. Yeah. It's... Yeah. But she's got she's got an explodey box, so... <laughs> uh, um, all right. Chapter 15. The last thing that happens uh, is... <laughs> this one? We are introduced to a new concept. Do... Okay. Does the White Tower not have wards? So uh, Nynaeve and Egwene go back to the room, and then as they're opening their doors, a crossbow bolt almost kills them. Yeah. Nynaeve, who apparently can, like, learn any ability, um, if she is, is if, if anyone uses something on her once, she has it mastered. Yeah, yeah. Which she's is like, I know what's up. Cool, because she's Taskmaster. Yeah. So Nynaeve is the Taskmaster of the Wheel of Time universe, which is yes. kind of cool i mean like that's yeah, honestly that's pretty dope when you put it like that but, um yeah she's able to just like look out the window see somebody hold them with air they mm -hmm. run down and they find th they find somebody my name is peter petrelli albino good pull good pull that was good albino you know what save the cheerleader save the world that that oh, uh, rand God, is the just cheerleader brought me so much joy rand is the cheerleader I, I should have pulled Peter Petrelli. That's a much better pull than Taskmaster. <laughs> no, they're both good. They're both good. Oh, my God. I love him so much. Um, uh, so, yeah. So they run down, so and there's a guy down. there with a knife in his chest. Mm -hmm. 
who's who's dead, who's mm-hmm. fully dead. So it very clearly was like two people working together. The other person stabbed the one so that yeah. there was like they couldn't talk or be forced to talk. And then who comes up? Sherry M is like, what are you doing? She's like full McGonagall, I feel like. She just shows up at the right moment. She's like, what are you doing? And then obviously that makes Nynaeve super sus of her because she's there like very quick after. Yeah. Um, also, Nynaeve, worst spy ever. Um, like literally like. Yeah, immediately bad. She's like, what are you doing here? And Sherry M is like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, shut your mouth. I was like, ah, good try. Why is the master of novices in the novice quarters? That's a pretty stupid question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we are introduced to this new concept of uh, gray men uh, who are servants of the Dark One who have basically given their souls over. Like who um, are invisible? Yeah. It's like the, um, uh, oh God, there's something comparable. Is it in... It, oh, it's in, I think it's in Harry Potter, where they have the, there's right. there's a thing that you can wear, where like... An invisibility cloak? No, 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 not the invisibility cloak. It makes your, like, focus just, like, pull away from that person. Like, it just, unless you do I something... No I'm trying, I think, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember the exact, um... Slip captain. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact, like, the what The perception it, filter it, from Doctor Who's a good one, yeah. Yes, it's it's also that it's where there's a thing right there, and your brain just kind of like nopes away from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Uh, they 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 they're there, but the they're somebody not... else's problem field from Hitchhiker's Guide. That's a good pull. Oh god. That's a, I love Hitchhiker's Guide. Those books are so good. Yeah, I uh, I only I need to reread them. I, I don't know if I have them up here. They might be downstairs. I've only seen the movie. Oh, you've um, never read the books? Yeah, I know. I know. Trust me. Oh my god. I've been we told have all five of them. It's a mistake. Um, but yeah, it's it's that same kind of like thing yeah, yeah. where where they're there, but you you just your brain doesn't want to like look at them, and so they are able to kind of move through unnoticed, but not invisible. You just can't like draw attention to yourself yeah. in any way, which is cool. Um, I this is this is a concept that I cannot wait for them to use on the show because this is something that they absolutely can pull off with their budget. Yeah, um, and I like this. This is gonna be a fun. I hope they have like an episode that feels like a horror film. Mm-hmm. That's like that, uh, like Egwene trying to get away from these guys, right? Yeah. Because of their invisibility, you can just play around with it so much. Yeah. And like this was a really cool concept. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It's like crouching in Skyrim. There's an. <laughs> yeah, um, you can walk straight up to a person in front of their face, and they just won't see you. There's right. a there's an enemy in or uh, not an enemy. There's an X Men character named Forget Me Not. Uh-huh. Whose ability is that if you are not actively looking at him, you completely forget he exists. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, his life sucks, but he saves the day a lot because the enemies don't know that he exists yeah. unless they are actively looking at him. That's wild. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He's a dangerous, dangerous X-Men. It's a good thing he's a good guy. Um, yeah, so they they basically are like, we found a dead person. And Sherim's like, that's not a dead person. That's a gray man. This is really bad. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Like, they just, they're just there in the tower. Like, basically, like, Leandrin and a bunch of Aja left, and uh, they just stole some stuff, and now there's gray men shooting crossbow bolts through the halls of well, Tarvalon. And it gets interesting, uh, right, because they're going full detective mode here. They're, like, trying to do the thing. And Shriam's like, we're going to cover this. We're going to, like, we're going to talk about this later. And I love that Ni- it kind of ends with Nynaeve being like, hey, why didn't she ask who killed him? Yeah. Do you think Shriam's dark a friend? I don't know. I feel like that's like too 
I, I mean, it was, like, I think we talked she, about that. She's the spanker. So, like, you're like, I, you know. You're like, I get it. The dark friend it. comes to her and he's like, yeah, you can give as many spankings as you want. And Trimble's like, I'll work for you. I don't, oh, she can already give as many spankings as she wants, honestly. Here's, here's the thing. Part of me was like, I think Shuriam is a dark friend. And now because of this, I don't think so. I think it's just too soon and too I don't obvious. know. The thing is, Leandrin was so obvious that I'm like, oh. That's true. It might just be another obvious one. You're like, eh, okay. Um, but yeah, so they're in danger. They're not safe in the White Tower. And they have letters that say they can do whatever they want. That's kind of the end of this, right? That's that's where we leave off. Yeah. 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 I love that we were like, we're not going to go two and a half hours. Yeah, I failed. Oopsie. And there was a lot more in the prince. Honestly, the Egwene naive stuff is pretty straightforward. Partially yeah. because not, it, it, it's, it's three of those chapters are just one long conversation mm-hmm. that is basically, hey, you guys screwed up. You're going to be washing dishes a lot and you work for me now. And like, that's kind of it. Like, there's not... There's not a lot of prophecy in that part. There's not a lot of reveal. Like it's hard to kind of dive into it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't give us a lot to really kind of like break down in any sense. Yeah. Um. Slap captain. Trying to. <laughs> Shariam's the slap captain, and sh- and and the Greymen are the slip captains. Um. There was like one earlier. Oh, no, that's um, funny. Passage about the Corinthian cycle. If we do want to hypothesize about it. Yeah, we can. Um, it's it's what Moraine talks about, about all these prophecies that, like, she's like, I don't know what they mean, right? Um, there's, uh, shall slay his people with the sword of peace and destroy them with the leaf. Mm-hmm. Which makes it seem like, 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 Rand is going to, like, become Tuatha An and that that's going to cause a bunch of people to die. Like yeah, Rand, is, maybe. Rand is going to be like, nope, I abhor violence. I denounce violence, and then it, that's going to like ha- cause a lot of people Possible. to. Possible. I think die. that only happens if they can get rid of the taint, though. Yeah. Um. What it? Uh, he, uh, he shall bind the nine moons to serve him. What? I yeah I don't know. Could that? I, yeah. We He's don't... gonna find the nine best butts. And they're going to moon the enemy at the final battle. That's it. That's yeah. 100% it. Part of me was hoping that it would be like, like he would be able to sway some of the, or like steal power from like the Forsaken. But there's 13 of them, so I don't. Well, I don't we've already killed that three, right? That's true. So. Um, there are others. Uh, what wounds of madness and of cutting hope has he healed? So there's something about, uh, Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that the wounds of madness is he's going to fix the taint. Yeah. I don't think he's tainted, though. I think the taint will be solved at some point. Yeah, for before sure. Before the final battle. Yeah, I just wanted to bring this up because it was it was one of those things, again, about prophecies mm-hmm. that it's like we don't we don't know enough about and, like, clearly, like, neither does Moraine. Like, she's like, I don't know what the hell any of this means and, like, mm-hmm. I know you want me to share more with you, but, like, what's the point? And, yeah, yeah. honestly, I, I think that's dumb. Um, I think that if you work with people... You give them information because they might have unrelated pieces that might fit with it that they just don't know it. But eh, that's just me. Uh, I want to bring up this thing I br- took a picture of, mm-hmm. uh, which is that Huron leaves them and he says, uh, "Call for me, and I will come to your aid if I need to, mm-hmm. if you if I can." And then Eve says, "Men, they always say to send for them if you need them, but when you do need one, you need him right then." She gets horny. To which Varen says, "No man can help where we are going. Remember, be silent." Nynaeve... Nynaeve's really horny and Lan is not there. I know. That is that is the explanation for that one. Oh, I know, I know, I know. 
I'm just saying, like, girl, just, like, get a vibrator. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Honestly, Tarvalon probably has, like, great technology for that. Tarangrials. Yeah. They've got a whole room of them. Leandrin, no, Leandrin specifically stole all the vibrators so that, to, to weaken the White Tower. Jesus Christ. Because how are they going to deal with their stress now? It's true, yeah, Nine, yeah. <laughs> Leandrin stole all the vibrators. And that's why Salon is so out of sorts about it. She's like, Fair. some people are dead, true, but like... But like, now what are we going to do? I need a Hitachi. Okay? Speaking of, welcome to Smut Corner. This is the part of the show where we talk about where we would add our sex scenes uh-huh. into this section of the book. Uh-huh. Where are you, where are you adding some smut? Methany, thank you for that super Bethany, chat. Thank you for the super chat. You have enough information to figure some of this out. Looking forward to your reread stream in a few decades. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. When when Can the when the Wheel of Time is remade as the hologram show that plays in your VR headset, we'll do a we'll do a reread series. <laughs> but it'll be in a hologram theater, so you'll all be able to like sit in the theater and we'll be able to like see your faces. It'll mm-hmm. be fun or your avatar's faces. Honestly, my smut corner was like I wanted this like village orgy where everyone's getting married oh, yeah, and yeah. everyone is just having the time of their lives and like the party just like rides into town and they're like what's happening? Yeah. I mean, that's the best one, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I that's... also think like um mm-hmm. I think that Oh, where else? <laughs> I oh, you know what? Egwene gets back to the tower, uh-huh. and her and her and Galad have their like joyful tryst because he misses her. They're not dating yet. Ah, they can still have a little fun. You know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. This is a tough one. There maybe... aren't a lot of characters together that I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Because like Pe- maybe Leia, Ma- Leia and Perrin get a moment so that you know. Poor Perrin. Poor Perrin. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This one was tough. That was kind of the only moment for me. Because it's kind of, like, written in. Um, This isn't really smut, but, like, the night after Moraine heals everybody, I yeah. just picture uh, Lan going into Moraine's room and just giving her the, like, massage of a lifetime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's had yeah. a rough day. She healed all those people. She's wiped. And Lan just comes in with those strong hands and yeah. a little bit of, like, some essential oils. Yeah, And yeah, just, yeah. like, really, really rubs the tension out of her shoulders. That Yeah, that sounds nice. You know nice. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of smut I want this week. I'm like, I, guys, Marie I just want, like, some, I just want some nice massages. She needs a break, for sure. A pedicure. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, And uh, our final section... Yeah, high-low. High-low. It's the high-low, y'all. Uh, this is a tradition from my family's dinner table where we would talk about our highs and lows of the day to commiserate over the things that go wrong in our lives, but also celebrate the things that go right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we do this is that Clarice gives her high, I give my low. Clarice gives her low, and then I give my high because we like to compliment sandwich this stuff. Heck yeah. Uh, Clarice, what's your high this week? My high is 100% the parent chapter where he goes young bull. Mm-hmm. I, I, I... That one, like, is a high for me, probably, like, that might be, like, my book high. I, I just, I got chills. I loved reading it. I felt so engrossed in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, horrible stuff happened. And it makes me nervous for Perrin. But also, like, I I just wanted more of that. That is 100% my high. Yeah, um, I agree with that. It's a great scene. Yeah. Uh, Milo is definitely the, like, the moment where someone just, like, you're accepted now. And I was like, Okay. This could have been, it just could have been done in a way that would have been more narratively fulfilling to me. Yeah. Um, and that, like, was related to, like, Sawan, like, understanding the change that they went through. Or, like, it, I think that even if Sawan had just, like, interrogated them a little bit more about their experience before saying that. And, like, had understood the change that had happened to them while they were away. Mm-hmm. 
that maybe it would have just worked better for me. Yeah. Um, it was just a little bit too like we need to get past this. Yeah. Um, and so it was fine, but I, it just wasn't my favorite. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I agree. It's it's my eh. yeah. I I'm like I get it, but also this it's not my favorite. Yeah. I I think my low was the chapters where it seems like Moraine is almost like mind controlling the guys, but not like it's weird and it's kind of. Like, not explained, and I just feel weird about it. Yeah, the chapter going down the mountain was just kind of Yeah, where Perrin's like, I'm just doing everything. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is here. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but it exists, so. Yeah, um, my high is Perrin's second dream. I think that him dreamwalking into Lanfear, yeah, and then Hopper, like, that whole section, especially just after he sees Gnome, and so he has this weird, he has this new understanding of the Wolf Brother and why to be scared of it, and then to immediately see the power of it, those two things next to each other was just fascinating. And I really loved, I, I really, really liked that whole sequence mm. of events. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Jay Abbott says, Pat and Fane with Matchin is the correct answer for Smart Corner. I mean, look, Pat, the thing, the nice they thing about Matchin is like, you know, it, it can be everywhere at once. You know what I mean? Everywhere at once. Yeah. A little bit of everything all of the time. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, no that. Uh, Mega Wag says nerdy hates the tower politics so much. It's not that I hate them; it's that I don't get it yet, and like I just feel like they, I, I just feel like things just happen there, and I want to like. Well, the, it's just it's that the, the you you realize right away that what Swan is doing is going to have consequences, yeah. and like no wonder they're falling apart when they make decisions like this. Everything just seems just so part arbitrary. Of the world building, you know. And it just seems like they're not. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the, the tower politics to me thus far have been, they're fine, but they're not my favorite part of this at all. The other stuff in the tower is so much more interesting. And I just want to learn, I want to spend some time with these characters learning about the one power. Yeah. And every time we get to the tower, there's another thing that like, is like, oh no, no, don't, we're not going to go into lessons about the one power. You're not going to learn. Instead, we're going to focus on like trying to find more dark friends here after they left. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I want Egwene and I need to like, go to a class and learn this mm -hmm. so that I feel like there's a reason why they're getting better at it. Yeah, like... And it just seems like, it seems like this series kind of skips over anytime people learn how to do things. And that's yeah. fine, but it leaves me with a less firm understanding of how the powers that they're using work because yeah. I didn't watch the characters learn how they do the things they do. Yeah, like we got to see Rand literally learning different poses from Lan for the sword, right? But we literally got one scene of that. I mean, yeah, but something like that. And then the sheath like and the class. sword thing was just like mentioned. Yeah. And then we we skip over everything else until, oh, sheathing the sword is important for uh, opening up a, a, a chance to strike. Or, or, or no, then we get like, oh, no, don't do that ever. You will die immediately. And then it's used again. And so I just, I, I wish that we could, I wish we could have spent some time in the White Tower like a day before Swan makes them accepted. Where like, they're like in a class mm -hmm. and Egwene is like doing stuff and they're like, wait, when you left, you couldn't pull this off. And now you're doing it with ease. Let's, you know, it, it would just, it would just add credence to what's going on as opposed to this like, well, you're back. You're accepted now. Let's, you know. Yeah, I do. I definitely want to see some like Aes Sedai training and mm -hmm. I want to see, uh, uh, Elaine and Egwene's accepted. I'm also surprised uh, because we've I, in the books we haven't met the council yet, so it doesn't change anything uh, for the books. But because we've seen the council of the Aes Sedai on the show, the fact that we haven't experienced the council at all, um, 
is weird to me. The, the, Swan seems to make decisions unilaterally in the books, whereas it seemed like she had, like, a, there was, like, a Senate in the show. And so I yeah. wonder if we're going to meet that Senate in the books when we meet them. It, it, Swan Maybe seems to just do whatever thing. she wants, right? Yeah, because she does just kind of do whatever. Dobie, you got your Snark Smart shirt. Oh, Yay! I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so glad you like it. Everyone who's been everyone who's been getting them says that. So we switched from Redbubble to uh, Fourth Wall for our merch, and everyone who's been getting the red or the uh, Fourth Wall merch says that the quality is super high. So I'm yeah, really happy to hear that. That it's like a really comfy shirt. So we're yeah. excited to get ours. Uh, before we get out of here, just want to remind you all we are sponsored today by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal delivery service that will send pre-portioned ingredients straight to your door so that you can have some really, really delicious meals. We've been eating HelloFresh the last few days and it has been fantastic. Yes. We're going to be talking about this for the next month, y'all. 30 days, four episodes sponsored. It's so cool. Uh, if you want to get 16 free meals uh, plus three surprise gifts mm-hmm. um, across six HelloFresh boxes, uh, you can do that uh, with free shipping by going to the link that I just dropped in the chat. It's also going to be in the description down below in the podcast notes everywhere, depending on where you watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just use the code POGSE3330 and you too can get some food. Uh, we want to thank HelloFresh for linking up with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just know, HelloFresh, that whether or not you continue to sponsor us, we love We're your food. We're probably still going to keep ordering. We, it's I, really good. Yeah. The three meals we've had so far have been so good. And then we also have this banana bread, or not banana zucchini bread, bread, zucchini, choc- chocolate zucchini bread we haven't yeah. made yet that I'm super excited to try. So, mm-hmm. yay! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, really, really excited. Uh, Storm D wants the dis- Discord link added to the show description notes. We don't post... Should, we should do it. We should just do it. And we'll deal with the Discord. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with it. Okay. If we do that, we just might have to add some extra security measures to the Discord. Our Discord has been attacked in the past by some pieces of crap people. Um, And so that was the reason we didn't just post the Discord link everywhere publicly all the time. I think we should just, though. I I think that... I know. People people We're just going to have a public Discord, and we're going to have to just... uh, We're going to have to find some extra moderators. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I think that's I think that's fair. Because we, you know, if you guys want to keep participating in the Wheel of Time uh, conversation, uh, it is ongoing in our Discord um, in the appropriate channels. And so we want to make sure you can participate if you'd like to. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Y'all, thank you for joining us for another Nerdy Wordy Book Club. This has been episode 11, the first 15 chapters of The Great Hunt. Or, nope, The Dragon Reborn. The Dragon um, Reborn. We are going until... Uh, what what is, what is it next week? Oh, good question. I have. The I can't remember up. where we're ending next week. Chapter. It's in my phone, isn't it? Chapter thirty-two. Thirty-two. Oh my god, there's so many chapters in this book. Yeah. Uh, the end of chapter thirty-two next week, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be Friday, as always, eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time at YouTube.com/slash Nerdy Nightly. Mm-hmm. Until then, uh, there are going to be no more streams this weekend from us because we're going to Comic Con here in Toronto all weekend. Yeah. So uh, you will see us back Monday morning with the Nightly Morning Show, 11 a.m. Eastern here, uh, as always, on YouTube. Uh, Also, we are going to be doing some fun stuff in the next few weeks, but I will be back streaming next Tuesday, uh, and Clarice will be streaming uh, next Monday, right? Uh, Yeah, probably probably Monday. That's my normal schedule. Mm -hmm. All right. uh... Uh, Follow us around the internet. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clarice Polaris. And as always, y'all, do something nerdy tonight, you dang nerds. Oh, before you click off this video, can you like it? (laughs) <laughs> it helps us out so much if you just hit the like button. That's true. So if you could just if you could just hit the like button and and buy HelloFresh and also like 
Come back next week. If you can do anything, just, yeah, drop a like. Um, it, uh, it would mean a lot to us. Thanks, guys. Do something tonight, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.